Hello, this is the Ian Prendercast, and as the Japanese groundsman in Major League Two said, we're shitty again. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sean Peterbudge. We're sponsored by MGA and 121 Media. I'm joined as always by Tim and Fab. The good doctor is always glass half full, so I can't wait to see how he spins Saturday night's debacle. He's DU foremost expert on just about everything, Timbo Slice. How are you, Sean? Not great, to be honest. No, I know. It was, uh, I had a terrific night with uh, Fabian on Saturday night. We um, spent good quality time together, had a bit of fun with his two boys. Yeah, keep your pants on? Uh, largely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and had to watch that turd of an effort, I guess, is probably the only way to really put it. It was absolutely disgraceful, wasn't it? We're going to unpack that and more, I suppose, as we go on. But, uh, oh. When it comes to travelling around for records, old Fabaganoush is definitely international immobilare. <laughs> he's back on deck after a spell away. Hopefully he's refreshed. Hopefully he's rejuvenated. Time will tell. How you going? Ciao ragazzi. <laughs> the song lingers a little bit too long. Because <laughs> you've got to give us your thoughts. That's the point. We, we want your voice over it, not mine. No, well, well it's an intro. It's nice this part here. It's a background. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm well. I'm, dis- I'm still a little bit disappointed, but uh, it's one of those things when you when you get beat and you get beat by a better side and whatever, you kind of you're a bit more accepting and you go, well, you know, wish we would have done this or this better. But uh, when you get absolutely smacked off the park by an inferior outfit, we chose to do nothing well. No, no, we made it our goal for the evening to play. Horrifically bad in all facets of the game. Mm. And we succeeded. Mm. Yeah, flying colours. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share a story with the listeners here when I rocked up uh, this, this afternoon. <laughs> no, it's not you, oh, Tim. It's not me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> depending on how Jade, how um, sorry, Chase and Fab feels, he might go after you as retaliation against me. So I turn up, Fabian's office here has got this frosted glass that's about <laughs> it's about six feet t- tall, so you can't sort of look over it, you can't see, but there's these little slits where you can kind of look through. And I'm at the door, the door's locked, I can't get in. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't, and there might not be anyone in the office. So I bend over just to kind of get a, a look through the little gap in the frosting. Uh-oh. And at that time, Fabian emerges and opens the door. He goes, ah, oh, I wish you had lingered longer. I would have whipped out my cock. That's verbatim. Sorry, Sophie. That's, that's, <laughs> that's verbatim. And he thought it was the funniest thing. That he, he was kind of bent over, you know, trying to peek through that little crack. Uh, yeah, I just didn't get there in time. So you were just sitting there but just didn't go to the door? Yeah, I could see him. And like, you just thought you'd make him wait? No, 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 no. no. There was no waiting. He just By the time I he... got there, he had obviously seen me approaching and stood up. It's no longer funny when you can't see what's happening to He me. thought it would have just been the funniest thing of all time if he showed me his knob. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it would have been, to be honest. He's, and he's, he was just unrepentant. He thought it would have just been magnificent. Do we, do we want to... Do we want to pot Timbo's idiocy? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the greatest of all time. It so, wasn't the greatest of all time. Oh, oh, it's, it's pretty the, dumb. It's up there oh, it's with dumb. the dumbest things I've heard in a very long time. So it was highly dumb, but it's not on the podium, please. Uh, yeah, it's, it's in Timbo. the mix. It's in the mix. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so it's currently 4.51, I'm sorry, and uh, the service office, office Fabian works out of, generally speaking, the doors will be open downstairs till about 5.30. Correct. Um, sometimes a touch later, sometimes a touch earlier, but generally 5.30. So it's four, you were, it was 4.40 when you rolled in. Yeah, it was. So first things first, you said you were five minutes away 
and oh, didn't rock up so- for about 12 minutes. So that was maybe nine. Some extraordinarily poor management yeah, on your part. Very behalf. poor management. You said but, you said you'd leave it for. I guarantee you didn't leave it. I for. didn't. You're right. Yeah, I was yeah. on a phone call. Yeah, so I'm that's, sorry. That's, I was working. That's where the twelve minutes came from. <laughs> well, you know. And then you rock up, and Timbo is standing by a door, going, "Yeah, I'm just downstairs." And and in, it's open. And in fairness, considering the entire office building, you know, he's <laughs> still doing business. Yeah, well, but normally, in fairness. There is a set of automatic doors that we normally park in the car park outside of. Mm-hmm. And the great man sent me a message saying, park in the hotel car park, which I did. So it's on the other side. So when I came round past where the old basketball ring used to be, I, thought, in peace. I thought I would go in via the side entrance. I'm still alive. It's just relocated. <laughs> which is not an automatic door. Whereas yeah, it's, it's got a handle I, that you, you pull down on. I'm, I'm aware of the functionality you, of a door. You put some force <laughs> into the door, it'll open for you. And nine times out of ten when we do record this, it starts post five o'clock. So I was just out of my normal comfort zone and uh, I think it might be the COVID fog. Let's run with that. <laughs> Didn't you have COVID like two weeks ago? Yeah. Didn't, Fog's still around. <laughs> Didn't the receptionist clue you into the fact that... I'm on the side... I can't see the receptionist. You should be able to, Fabian. Yeah. You should be you should able, be able to see, to see You should be able to see the fact that there's just people moving around everywhere. There was no one moving around. Coffee lady wasn't there. What Coffee about, lady finishes at 12. What about all the cars in the car park? What about them? Yeah, you should have clued on to the fact that yeah, it was you all... You didn't need us to send you a couple of text messages. Yeah, you're not getting out of this one, Tim. Prompting you was, to open the door. Well, yeah. I thank you for your text message that allowed me to get in and get moving. I don't know what I sent you, but when I saw your message you're down, I'm downstairs, my immediate reaction was – I was probably a bit more polite, but my immediate reaction <laughs> You weren't polite was, in the office. You I said, open the door, you dumbass. <laughs> I think I'd have said, and walk through the door. And that's what I did. <laughs> Jesus. Classic Timbo. Classic Timbo. Yeah. Um, so Fabian does have his pants on and Timbo is here. So It's a good start. It's worked out. <laughs> uh, some reviews. Easiest way for you to get a shout-out. Uh, they certainly help us grow the channel as well. We always appreciate them. This week, I think we've got Jesus, Tim. Timbo, get that cough and shove it. All right? No more coughing. That's the second person he's told to do that in 10 minutes. He said that to <sighs> old mate Pete on the phone. This really? morning, this morning, I was on the phone to Pete for about eight minutes. Seven minutes and 30 seconds he coughed. <laughs> Has he got COVID? No, he's got um, – Pete refused to go to a doctor – and I said, Pete, you need to go to a doctor. Nah, You've just got- tough it out. Right? This, is, this is Pete. He's probably growing his own echinacea or something, right? <laughs> he all of a sudden goes to the doctors. They get do a chest x-ray and what have you. He's, he's, his left lung's not functioning. It's just full. Oh, he's got, got oh. pneumonia. So he's got like... He, he's- I got bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> I went downstairs to go get me a cold pup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grab <laughs> What did you say? I didn't <laughs> Couldn't grab no, Nothing <laughs> or anything Jesus <laughs> Whatever it is uh, I might edit that out <laughs> Do you remember that? No Oh you do you You've never no heard idea of, What we're talking what about it, What was her name? Sweet Brown or something? Sweet Brown <laughs> And she goes Oh what's I, got fr- the br- what's a, what's I thought someone was barbecuing <laughs> It's uh, it's on the internet. Oh, what is it? It's just she was got interviewed. There was a fire in her apartment. Oh complex. Lord Jesus, it's, it's a fire! <laughs> and she goes, 
And she thought she had to, She goes, I thought I got the bronchitis. Got- Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Sweet Brown. I reckon if you... That's how you should end today's show. That, that is the way... That's the out. No, that, that, that someone's made like a, a, already got a, song. a remix uh, of the uh, Sweet Brown. Anybody got time for you that? Don't, you know that most... Anybody got time? Anybody got time? Anybody got time? <laughs> you know that most of those are completely staged, yeah? No, this wasn't. No, no, this was convert. This was. You're talking no, about it, the it, one. It, the, it's actually mm, a new. No, mo- most of those are completely staged. That's 12 years old, I reckon. And, yeah, yeah and right it, at the it, birth of viral videos. Yeah, yeah. but it was a it <laughs> was a newscast that got converted into a. Yeah, that's what the setup is. Yeah. It's they're all newscasts because then they they're easy to pass off as legit because no one's trawling through that day's incident reports from the local police department of bumfuck Idaho. Sweet Brown to is legit. corroborate. Oh, no, well, no, I will yeah. not hear other, <laughs> anyone say otherwise. Well, tickled your funny bones. <laughs> Correct. There'd be a lot of people who'd be like, yeah, that's funny. Because mm, it would sure. trigger their, their memory. So tell me about Pete. I, I distracted you. No, he's just His gone. left lung is not working at all. No. So now he's he's been given the antibiotics and whatever to loosen all the shit that's in there. Yeah. And now he's so he's been coughing for four weeks with nothing coming out, and now he's coughing and everything is getting dislodged and coming out. Wow, we. I think he should have just Western soldiered medicine. his way through. He's lucky he's alive. Uh, not enough. I'd go that I far. You are. Extreme. I mean, you you. We need to clarify. You are not a doctor. <laughs> so. I mean, well, no. The point is, you have two y- two lungs. You do have two lungs. Yeah. If one of them isn't working, <laughs> he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a yeah, suboptimal. That's yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, he gave his uh, his Ventolin pump a heck of a workout, but it was only going into it's the a, right it's, lung. It's, it's not asthma. <laughs> yeah. He's just working his way through a few things. So, um, so we we'll go back to the review here. I think we've received probably my favourite review. Excellent. Uh, to date, excited already. Dom in the den. We love Dom. Yeah, very good uh, listener. And correspondent on Twitter. Yep. Uh, five stars. Love it. Um, warning, content likely to trigger Saints, Bombers and Pies fans. <laughs> Please seek special advice, specialist advice before listening. Picture this. You're drinking at a Phillies bar. It's quiet. But then the footy crowd starts to arrive post-game. First, an argumentative type looking for a soft target to engage. He sidles up to the bar and orders a Ribena. The barman just <laughs> chuckles. Then a feisty Italian arrives, kissing cheeks left and right. <laughs> Barman serves him a honeysuckle cocktail. He turns his up his nose, saying he's gone off honey. He's followed by an affable bloke passing himself off as a doctor. He's confident and has a swagger. No one questions his credentials. They settle at the bar and ask the waitress for, quote, the usual. As they deconstruct the game, bowls of chicken salad arrive. Apparently the beef and black bean sauce had sold out. The eager punters chow down, nonetheless. It's all going swimmingly until Johnny Raincloud arrives. This pod has more twist and intrigue than the usual suspect, more aggro than Fight Club, more nostalgia than Cinema Paradiso, and more bangers than Chase's Nightclub back in the day. You'll laugh harder than when Tanya Buckley arrived at the Brownlow in her bedazzled G-banger. <laughs> You'll scream louder than you do at umpire Nathan Williamson. You'll cry like you've spilled lemon juice on a paper cut. If you're a blues fan and you know we're back, click your heels together, put your Sennheisers on, grab a kid's drink of some description and tune in every week. It will not disappoint. Yeah, that's, that's very good. That is very, very that's good. Superb. That was very good from Dom in the day. And, and, and just as you introduced, I thought Dom has a great turn of phrase, really good sense of humour. You don't he, know who he and is, And he knows Tim. his footy as well. He's, I actually, he really entertains me on Twitter, to be honest. Yeah. So, Well, glad someone entertains you, yeah. I suppose. Uh, Dom also, he, he like he, he's a little bit like CFC Fan 200. He'll, he'll come in and, and help old mate Sean O out when you two just go to ground. 
we're, we're the generals. We set up high. No, we're not, come, we're, not, we're not grabbing a weapon and <laughs> coming yeah. into the trenches. I mean, you're like a bit like a World War One general. You're just nowhere to be seen, fighting the wrong battle, uh, hiding away. Ice snipers needed. No, you don't. Timbo, Timbo, Timbo you, oftentimes you, you, you've often into, been on the other side of the battle. Yeah, I, oftentimes <laughs> I look up with binoculars, who am I fighting against, and you're waving back I've, at me. I've looked through the scope many a times and all of a sudden I go, oh, that's Tim. That's put, Tim Davis. Put, put the, uh, put Tim the gun Davis down. is on the other side of the conflict, <laughs> trying to curry favour with the enemy. Not true. To what end, I don't know. Uh, Prenda DJ, last week's Prenda DJ was, of course, a shout-out to our very affable black and white friends down the road. Uh, <laughs> Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky. That was the brainchild of Tim Davis for a change. Did you um, watch Kylie in her... Uh in the neighbours for We're going to go over this. Give me a moment. Oh, well, I didn't, um, know. I didn't I, know the neighbours was copy of the runch. Damien, Damien Birmingham, uh, Chef's Kiss. I laughed out loud when it came on. Very well played. John Connell, um, brother of Maurice, of course. Um, Collingwood kissed on the dick. Very true. Johnny Billen. Uh, Leonard Puglia, <coughs> a truly terrible song for a terrible club. The pie should be so lucky. Uh, the Teague Strain is a tip of the fedora to our toothless friend in the prison bars. Um DJ, and he's got a series of emojis, it's a baseball hat, a rocket, and an Australian flag, uh, would have to be in reference to Sean's heated debate with his new Collingwood friends. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Adrian... Friends, yeah. Uh, Adrian Salerno, uh, we're lucky, we're damn lucky Walsh has torn uh, Walsh's eye and ankle. No, you're incorrect. But I like that you've thought a bit outside the box. Yep. You're wrong, but... Um, Get back in the box. You've, you've had a crack and... Uh, we appreciate you for it. Yeah, absolutely. So Neighbours Finale, I don't know yep. there because of the Kylie Minogue thing. I tuned in. I haven't yet. I, I was thinking I might put it on and give it a geese. I saw 20 minutes of it. I have recorded it on IQ. Whether I go back and watch it uh, remains to be seen. I clogged up my spare time with Sean's recommendation of light and magic. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, first couple of episodes were really good. It kind of got a bit slowish towards the end, but yeah. Yeah, you're, you're like a real, I don't know, yeah. idiot's probably the right word. It was just. It was just it's not. A, it's a show celebrating the absolute technical mastery yeah. of the, the, the methods that they used did not exist. I get. They that. had to create I said the first them couple of scratch. episodes were good, and then but then the way they evolved. You know what I would have loved for them to have focused more on. Moron. One of the greatest effects <laughs> in Fabian is an episode about Come Fabian and Guadagnolo. <laughs> Moron. And then a picture of him just goes nice soft ooze into frame. Um, I would have liked them to focus more on the <laughs> Davy Jones. You can't unhear it. You can't unhear more on now. Yeah. Davy Jones from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Yes. And at World's End, but yeah. particularly Dead Man's Chest. That film is 16 years old. Is that old. Bill Nye? That film is 16 years old and that effect is fucking flawless. It's 16 years old. That's totally CGI. And it's, yeah. And it still looks Unbelievable, and I would have loved for them because that to me. So they they obviously did the Star Wars stuff, which is outrageous, mm. and for the time, and then they go yeah. back and they clean it up, and then they do, you know, in the late eighties they do the Abyss, and then they do the Liquid Metal Man, which is a clear evolution of that, yeah. and then they go back and they do Jurassic Park, which is more of an evolution of just digital characters, and that keeps evolving throughout the mid to late nineties. It gets overused. A lot of effects houses pop up and just bastardize the idea of CGI, and they do it so poorly. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. And then Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, we are – like it's, it's actually funny. We are as far away from Dead Man's Chest as the Phantom Menace was from Return of the Jedi. Shit, yeah. 
And it's like you look at that effect today of Davy Jones and you look at it today and you're like, that is that, if that was in a movie today, you'd go, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Go, whoa, that looks phenomenally good. Yep. So they didn't really touch it's on that. all the tentacles and yeah. all of them, they're and the breathing text, and but stuff. But the yeah. texture of them, and yeah. you would have swore it's a prosthetic, it's a practical thing. But it's... I would have liked them to talk about that because to me that's almost the last. Is that the one where they kind of got the cameras pointing back at the face? Uh, it's motion capture a bit, yeah. yeah, and he's got the tracking dots. That to me is almost the last great um, technical, like, holy shit, mm. how have they done this? You can make an argument. They speak about the volume, which is very interesting, overused but interesting. Mm-hmm. The, it's that big sound stage, which is just, it's, a, it's an unbelievable piece of technology. It's fucking, how have they even come up with this? It's like it's magic. But Light and Magic is excellent and it's on Disney Plus and it's absolutely worth a watch. Yes. I'll check it out. The, I've, li- I've liked it so far. I just thought the first three episodes were a bit more, a bit better than the ones that came after it. But it's, you can say the other ones were shit. No, because this is to me why they, I just didn't think, even stuff like Transformers, which was 2007, like that's, mm. that was like a, oh, holy, that's amazing. Transformers one was good. You're like, that's phenomenal. All these gear. And, and Iron Man was after that in 08, and there was a clear evolution again. And I thought that they could have spent a bit of time kind of – they kind of got to like Jurassic Park and then skipped straight to the volume. Mm. You're like, that's 25 years. Yeah. There's a whole lot of unbelievable Jurassic Park was stuff massive in. for the time. Like, like, we went to the cinemas. Yep. And you just go, wow, wow. What the hell am I seeing? Brilliant. It was. Absolutely. You know the greatest special effect of all time in a movie is? Are you going to talk about the rubber band again? No. Uh. That's a practical effect. No. No? The greatest special effect for me of all time ever in a movie. Oh, is this a fact or is this opinion? I think it's the best ever because I think mm. it's you can draw a line under before and after this mm. moment and what it did to cinema and which direction it took it in and the audience and everything is Dorothy opening the door and walking into colour. Colour. Yeah, I agree 100%. Keep, keeping the other stuff black and that's white as she's going through. Yeah. You watch it now, that film was made in 1939. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. And you watch it now and you're like, yeah, it's good. It was made in 1939. Yeah. And you watch it, even today you watch it and go, that is so effective with the story it's telling and how it's mm. executed. And you go, for them to do it then, can you imagine Can you imagine 1939 you're sitting in the cinema and she opens the door and it's just this technicolour, you go, unbelievable. Is that the first colour movie? Um... Not sure. Not, not technically. I mean, Gone with the Wind was the same year. That gets all the practice because it was a very particular kind of colour. It was a very particular palette. It was very poppy and very mm. vibrant. Where Again, now, Timbo, you watch movies now and everything's really dull and grainy and like, ugh, boring. Yeah. But, yeah, greatest effect for me ever. Wizard of Oz, Dorothy opening the door. Yep. One of the best things you've ever seen. Everything changed mm. after that. I agree. Hmm. Um, Neighbours finale, worth a watch, just a bit of nostalgia. Oh, Fabian's going. Fabian's making a move. He's leaving. Can you speak for me, Timbo? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. good. I've just muted Fabian. We can vaguely hear him in the background. <laughs> but not uh, I just want to, not vindictively. No. <laughs> yeah, just for the listeners out there. Um, just with the Neighbours finale, just one thing. I think ultimately it's a little bit sad that it's kind of gone. Yeah. And for a number of reasons. I think everyone looks at it and goes, oh, Neighbours, silly soap opera, blah, blah, blah. It's actually like an extraordinarily, or was, past tense, an extraordinarily important part of Victoria's screen ecosystem. Absolutely. And you're kind of going, if it was over a matter of a couple of million bucks, should, we, should the government screen Victoria just not have underwritten it? You would think so. But then, but then I wonder whether a lot of people have just said, what 
what can what more can you do with it? Oh, I agree. Ha- has but it run its race? You're and, kind of going. I think just holistically as well. You're sort of like just even as a tourism thing. Yep. What's it worth to Victoria, Australia, as an export to the? U- it's one of those things where you go, geez, yeah, over a couple of million dollars. Yeah. A year. Yeah. There, going, there, there would have been a way to have kept it afloat if that's what was really worthwhile doing. And just in terms of giving everyone a start, everyone always thinks of the actors. Yep. You're like, nah, it's everyone. Well, there's going to be a lot of people that worked in crew and writing and all that sort of stuff that would have lighting. Yep. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, directors. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a shame. I'm back. Yeah. Is that a pressing phone call? Uh, yeah. On yes and no. It's the wife. She called twice. Your delay suggests it was not. Well, if she's going to call twice, there's you never know. Yeah. Well, I mean that is that is also true. I, I have this thing. So we're going to talk about the game now. And I have this note. Once again, last week I went with um, old mate. Uh, what's his face? What was the clip I played? <laughs> um, Mission Impossible. Uh, yes. And I was thinking today, I was putting the notes together and I thought, well, I'm clearing the soundboard of the stuff I don't need on it anymore. And I thought, oh, yeah, Mission Impossible, how oh, funny. I listened to it again. It made me laugh. And I thought, oh, you know what Saturday's game reminds me of? Tell me. A soundbite from the Inbetweeners. Okay. Let's listen to it, shall we? That's going to make sure I press the right one. Well, that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. That could almost be the episode. Ciao, ragazzi. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to Will from the Inbetweeners. That was fucking dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Now Timbo's getting a phone call. Is Will's name Simon in real life, and Simon's name is Will in real life, or something? Yeah, like potentially. That? It's not important. But no. I, look, I think ultimately, just as an overview, uh, I think Saturday night's result was a really big sort of challenge for even the truest of. Blues amongst us, I think, uh, enough to even give the biggest optimist. Um, it's just hard to spin it. Cause basically, yeah. and and cause for doubt. You know, not good enough doesn't half serve what the footy club served up on Saturday night. And given that opposition, what was on the line, even worse. But I, I just couldn't see us losing. I I, I could not fashion. I, I had no concerns. Even halfway through the third quarter, you thought, this is terrible. Yeah, but we but, only, well, but yeah. it's still winnable. We the, only need to play ten minutes of good footy. To the win reason this. we're ten points. Adrift the entire game is because they are so poor. Yeah, yeah, and just shows if they're that poor, how yeah. what we rocked up with was absolutely disgraceful. I mean, not jumping ahead, but we will know very, very early this weekend what we're made of. No doubt, um, how we start will confirm or dispel everything that's been said about us, not just this week, yep. but for ten years. But and but I think the point that you make is absolutely bang on, and and what I was going to say before is I, I had no, I just thought the whole way through we cannot lose this game because I, I just thought we'd move to a place of professionalism we talked about taking care of business and all that sort of stuff I just thought this side isn't good enough Adelaide they're not good enough you know Tom Dode was out and you thought they're not going to have the structures we're going to be too, too tall Matt Crouch isn't playing you know, he's been one of their best players for the last five years and and yeah look they've Transitioned him out because they want something else moving forward, but I, I thought they can't beat us. And but in the back of your mind, you always know for most of the last five years, with mate, expectation, got the, mate, we we can play one shit house game at least. Our boys every single constantly, season constantly show and prove to us they have the they're fucking, not up to it. They have the constitution of a Cadbury's flake. Yep, uh, they're well, about yeah. as fucking put together. Yep, yep, and that and, was and until they pr- and and. There is no one in this panel that takes any delight 
out of having no. to make a statement like that. However, comparing us to a brittle chocolate bar, <laughs> no. we 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 just we have we've started putting the runs on the board, but until we can rid ourselves of a performance like that, um, there is still going to be the the thought in the back of our mind. What if we have one of those days but and we don't have a crack? Not and just not just us. No, no, I know. Everyone. Yeah. Our opponents, everyone. Yeah. They rock up going. They've got it in their <laughs> we DNA. Can, we can get them. Yeah. No, we can get them. They're yeah. flaky. So, Fab, I think the reason Saturday hurts so much is because, as we kind of touched on, we should be past this kind of shit show. It wasn't just the complacency, but it was the complete lack of any kind of response when Adelaide just didn't roll mm. over for us. Yep. Yep. And that's it's, – it's mentality. And what irritates me, and you know I was eventually going to bring this up on pod, is that I look at other less talented sides and their mentality is on point. And I know you hate it and I know you're going to go about the luck and what have you, but Collingwood mentally are on and we are fucking fragile still and it's embarrassing. And I, and it does, it upsets me and I do get shirty and I do get fucking emotional over it because – you would think we are beyond this. But we've gone into that game with the feeling of – and Vossi kept saying that you know, we prepared no differently. And I don't think this is on the coaches, the preparedness part. But the players in their heads have gone, this will happen, and never actually clicked into the idea of, oh, shit, no, it's not working. We have to do something. They just thought it will happen. Like Timbo and I were thinking, even halfway through the third – It'll happen. We'll still get them. We'll get the goals. You know what the thing is too? For me... We can't be like that. No, you can. You know what you need to be? I think that attitude, of, a version of that attitude is good. A version of, we're going to have a good day. Let's go kill them. Yeah, but... Kill them. Let's go kill them. Yeah. Let's, we can fill our boots here. Let's bring the fucking heat. Let's kill them, kill them early and have a day at lads. This could be a fucking ripping day. Let's do it. Not it'll happen. It's, it's all mentality. It's mentality. Yeah, we are fucking but, mentally fragile. You're looking at the puddle, who else is going to do it? And, and this is the thing. And the thing know, is, Kripa is 41. And you're going, if you look to your leaders to be able to give you something, and Kripa gives you 41 and contested possessions and tackles and all that sort of stuff, that fella couldn't have done anything more than what he did. And he didn't have the perfect game. You know what I think Kripa's problem is? He tries to do no, too much. I don't, think no? he's, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's enough of an arsehole. I don't think he walks to his in, teammates. To his teammates. I don't think he walks into the huddle and goes, "That shit, that shit, that shit." This is Fabian's. This is Fabian's little insular. I'll take you into the bubble. The one bloke I go harder than anyone because I love him so much and he's so yep. fucking super talented. But unfortunately, he's Cripper's mate. Cripper's got to get someone like Zach Fisher and go, "Pull your fucking finger out, mate." Because when Fish is good, we don't lose. <laughs> but he has been so on and off. It is not funny. Yeah, he's going to get people like that. You, if that's your mate, we, you, should, you know who we always. You should be able mate. to go to your mate and go. We're going to we're going to say his name again. We haven't said his name for a couple of weeks now, and we need to say it again. Do me a favor. Yeah. He's not there to be mates with you. That's right. He, on he, the field, no. But no, nope. no offense. You and I would, if we were on the field, we'd have it out. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, have it out. But then yeah. that's the thing. I'd probably have it out with you more because it's you. Yeah. And then even, even if we yeah. don't talk to each other too, who gives a fuck? There's a great moment in Class of 92 where Gary Neville's watching the team and he says, he goes, we're all accepting of each other's excuses. We're too nice. Mm. He's watching them have a bad day. And he goes, 
this is when they're really down the leagues. But they had a very talented team, too talented. That was the point. They're going to spend some money to be better than everyone else to accelerate their their climb. But he just goes, we're just a nice team to accepting each other's mistakes. And mm. you're going, he goes, and you just saw him. You thought, this is why you were part of a system mm. that was dominant. Because if your own brother fucked up, you'd be telling him. Yep. And you'd be giving him a rocket. And if you didn't do it, I remember someone, who was it? So Dwight York told the story about Ole. And he goes, Ole's he's a baby-faced assassin. He goes, he was giving it to me in training. Because mm. he was ruthless. But that's and, how you're going to be. that's how he became a good manager later on too. Well, good part will do well, <laughs> No, but, but he, as a manager, you, you understand the levers yeah, to pull yeah. and all that sort of but stuff. We just, and, I, don't, I don't look at our group and I don't see a group that has that in them. Well, but that's, well the maturity isn't there yet. And, that's and, the Hodgie thing. Remember, the, yeah. and there was Mayo put on this, but you know, whoever it was said, Hodgie basically... He dragged me. Savior Ellis. Savior, yeah. He goes, yeah. just get off. Get off. Now, I'm not uh, – there's probably a bit of mayo put on, but the base of the story is there, that Hodgie demanded X out yep. of his playing group, and if they didn't, he fucking told them. He told them. Now, like, who – Remember when Murph said the other week, he was sort of talking about this idea. It feels to me sometimes like Cripper's probably trying to be liked and respected are two different things. You don't need to be liked by your 45 teammates. Yeah. You need to be respected. And I think and he's Murph, said, Murph told us. You're not friends with everyone. That's right. So I don't, don't know if he said that on pod or said he, it. But it's like, no, he did. He said it's it on like, pod. Don't try to be friends with everyone. That's right. Have a working relationship with all the playing group. And then, because it just looks at, you know, when we have a game like we did on Saturday night, as you said, he could not have done any more individually. No. And that's a credit to him. He could not have. He, he carried his end of the bargain. Yeah. But sometimes you give your teammates a bit, a couple of minutes, a quarter. And when you noticed they're not on, he's yeah. not on, switch the fuck on. Well, and, and but then what's Vossi doing? And, 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 and is this another one of those hey, things of not having Vossi, a runner or something oh, like that? Okay, but, stop with that crap. No, no, no. I, that's a genuine question. You know what I'd love I to reckon say? That was an excuse. To I reckon that was an excuse under the Bolts era. Yep. I, I, really, I really do think in the early years of Bolton, the lack of runners didn't really help that young group. Yeah. We're beyond that now. I think that what you need, if I'm Michael Voss at halftime – particularly at three-quarter time. You know what I'd love? From, and we'll get into Vossi and the coaches, but you know what I'd love? Cripper, boys in, in, everyone, no coaches. Yeah. Your leader recognises this isn't good enough. Yep. We haven't been good enough. It's on us. Yeah. Let's take ownership. That they can give us strategy in a yeah. sec, but at the moment gonna, it's we worth know, great and effort go, 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 and honesty. No disrespect. Go on, I could probably tell you what Vossi's going to tell us. Yep. Yeah, he's going to reiterate the key messages. He might give us a bit of a bake, give us a bit of a serve. Let's actually show, let's show that we get it. Yeah, We don't need to be told. But are there too many players, are they fearing that, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. They think it's Adelaide and we should be able to get it done if we just correct a few things. And therefore, we don't want to spray people that aren't going to react well to it and it goes the other way. And we lose them. Let's figure it out. Yeah, if you can't hack it. So I reckon there's a lot of them in there. Well, that, like just, that. But the, but the and thing. that's not just at the Carlton Football Club. It's a hey, it's a modern generation thing. As that Chi Lao says down at the post office, <laughs> if you don't like it, there's the door. Chi yeah. Lao. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Like a lot. Lao Shay. Nice try, Lao Shay. It's one of the great moments. <laughs> it really similar. is. But, look, um, but yeah, well, I think. Am I going to forget what I was about to say? Hopefully. Um, Short round. No, no. No. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you're Dan having... Dan Aykroyd cameo, of yeah, course. Yes. In what? He's, a, he's the um, guy at the airport. Yeah. 
he's like a chaperone at the airport and when Indiana like, arrives at yeah. the airport, it's Dan Aykroyd. I don't remember that. Because I know of, he shuts the door and it says What was the name of the nightclub fab? <sighs> remember it. Club Obi Wan. Ah, was it? Yep. Um if we were in the middle of a season that we were going to finish eight and fourteen and we're having a shit day like that and you try and blow it up and all of that, it's worthwhile. But we're so close to still having Tim has a tangible ass backwards into a kind of a segue. It's yeah, good. just there's so there's so much substance still available in this season, but we're on an absolute tipping point right now of as we sort of say, what's our next move? Now We've gone win-loss, 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 win-loss like our last eight weeks. So in the pattern, we're beating Brisbane in Brisbane. But you can't just say, oh, well, we're ready for a win. What did Clark Griswold say? Because if we, I would, if we beat Brisbane, <laughs> because I'd, it wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my head stapled <laughs> to the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously Brisbane you know, showed their inability to be able to win it? at the MCG. It was, I reckon that was all in their heads yesterday. They're probably going better than what that performance says, but they're not. They haven't been flying in the last month, so I, I still think they're gettable. I think Fagan's their problem. He's taken them as far as he can. I think so. so do I. Look, more than hurt. I think Saturday was disappointing because, as Tim just touched on, congratulations, Tim. Thank you. Um, this group doesn't seem to have any concept of how close they are. Yes. Um, we're not the finished article. But it's like whenever things get a bit hard, we just drop our hands. And I always, I've been relating things back to movies lately. It's a bit of fun. Sean, you've done that for three Rocky years. Rocky Three. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great sequence in Rocky Three where he's training with Apollo. Yep. And he's sparring, and Apollo's just lighting him up, and he's going, he's hooking, he's hooking, he's hooking. And he's Damn like, it, Rock! He's, what are you doing? And it's this brilliant, brilliant moment. And Rock there is goes, no tomorrow. He goes, I'll be better tomorrow. There he is goes, no goes, tomorrow. Apollo's just going, who are you? What has happened? But it's, it, but it takes. Adrian to just, No, no, just, just that's to... the brilliant thing. And I think that's what's awesome about the Rocky films is they actually have so much incredibly valuable things to say about competition and self-worth and belief. And it's, it, they're, they're very well done in that regard. But he goes, oh, I'm afraid. Like, I'm afraid of... And, yep. and her response is brilliant, which she goes, well... I'm afraid too. She goes, no, well, if you lose, at least you'll lose without an excuse. Yep. Don't lose because you're, you're too frightened to... Yep. Punch back. Don't lose because you went all went into your shell. And if you lose that way, you can live with yourself. This yeah. is brilliant. Stop beating ourselves. Make Adelaide beat us. We yeah. didn't do that yep. at all for a second. It was just, it was, I use the term, it was pathetic to yeah. watch them just, it was insipid, just really. Watch them roll over and yep. go, almost concede. Ah, oh, it's not going to be. Nah, we, we don't have the, you fucking have the weapons to kill these blokes. Yeah. Yep. It's it's and I keep going back to this mentality. Everything just dropping off, and I said this. I've said this for a couple of weeks, and I, I know I said it to Timbo, and I've definitely said it to old mate Pierre. How's Lewis Young? The minute reinforcements come back, he's falling apart. It's yeah. like he, he's without them. He's like fuck. It's on me. Everyone's going to be yeah. looking at me. Yeah, and he's been flawless, and he's grown because of it. As soon as he's got some backup, he's been absolutely terrible. Well, not terrible. He hasn't been. Oh, Timbo, his been, last two weeks bad. have been fucking horrific. He's yeah, been but, bad. Yeah. But he, he hasn't been Daniel LaRusso there. No, he hasn't, but it's not good. He's, he's yeah. just gone – he's completely fallen apart. I suppose ultimately, Tim, just on that last Rocky thing, it's like with what, what will it take 
my takeaway as I reflected this morning, I was like, what is it going to take for the penny to drop with this group? What more coaches, more player turnover? Is it more time? No, no, no. Nah, we've done that. We've done that for six years. At some point, they actually have to put the big boy pants on. Like, but if go, it doesn't come from take? within, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to. And and. Look, I've been thinking the same sort of thing too, and I, I, I just don't want to wipe this season because I just think there's been so much growth. And and I agree a lot with what you've said, Sean, in that a lot of the meaningful change that has been made has largely been very low-hanging fruit. Absolutely. But but Vossi's done what he's what he needed to do. He, you know what he's but, done? But he's, but he's, he's provided an opportunity that we're, we're yet to take him, that there's a chance to get more out of this season – and, and I will love what he'll be able to do in the off-season and say this is what we've been able to do and throw down the court and say that, that the next iteration and the next steps we take are X, Y and Z. And I, I can't wait to see us better next year. But the, oh, the, the, the fast, mate, if but, the season peters out... the book is out, not closed on this season If the yet, season peters out the way it looks, the club will have a fraction of the goodwill they had going into this year. Absolutely. Yep. They'll be back to, we'll wait and see what you show us. Mm. Wait and see. This is going to sound completely arrogant, but I see we're running at fifty percent. Fifty percent. We have we have fallen apart. We, but we've been beaten by St Kilda in Adelaide and Adelaide in games that we should have won, could have won, and just didn't work hard enough. We didn't take we didn't take care of business, and they were they were they were easy wins, and we didn't take them. Yep. I suppose before we move on, I've actually. I just think I'm going to mute him, Fab, Fab again. Fab's on the fucking working at a call centre now, obviously, to make ends meet. Um, I think that – what are you doing, Fab? If we don't come out on Sunday breathing Ooh, fire – Correct. If we do not come out so wound up, Josh DeLuca style, redlining it yep. as a team, if we don't – if that's not what we see from the get-go, Wow. I don't even – we're done. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, you will know within 60 seconds of the start of the game oh. if if we're legit. If it's misplaced or not. Yep. If it's misplaced or not. We need to start the game Breathing in an fire. incredible yep. – this mindset being just – and you know what? The old David Teague style. You Sorry about that. If you don't win the game, you don't win the game. Kids are going out for pizza, just letting you know. But it's like <laughs> – but it's like – Go hell for leather. Absolutely. Make them beat you. Do we want to actually – I just had a brief thought there. I was you know, talking a bit about Rocky. What do you reckon is the best montage in Rocky? My oh. – I'd put them in two categories. Training montage mm-hmm. and narrative montage. Because the best montage in Rocky, pound for pound, is Eye of the Tiger. Yes. In, start of three. Because yeah. that way that advances, that should be taught in school. I, I do Dead love. Set. No, think about it. Go. Not just school. It should be taught in schools, <laughs> part of the main curriculum. But no, it should be taught in film schools, <laughs> where it takes the characters in Imagine three and a half Rocky minutes. on the syllabus. No, seriously, go, we're, I'd go. Kids, we're watching mate, Rocky. Mate, I'd sit there and say. Won an Academy Award, but the first one. The first did, one yeah. did, yeah. I'd go for some some reason. How Stallone didn't win for Creed is just uh, mm. unbelievable. They gave it to Mark Rylance for the most forgettable performance in a movie no one saw. Unbelievable. Um, but Eye the Tiger, in terms of pure storytelling, mm. it advances the plot, it advances the timeline, it introduces a new antagonist, yeah. it changes our characters. It's, it is perfect. It is actually breathtaking. You watch it and go, in three and a half minutes, 
you have taken the story forward five years. In, this is Rocky Three. Rocky Three. We yeah, haven't missed yeah. anything. Yeah. I, I introduced my kids to Hulk Hogan on uh, Sunday morning in the flesh. We didn't do Be any bad. didn't do any Thunderlips, but have you seen on uh, Punt Road at uh, I think it's Gibbs yeah, Street? Yeah, it's him and um, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, it's got him tearing the yellow singlet off. Is and it all the, that sort of the stuff. Ultimate Warrior? The other one? There is another one elsewhere. Is that one gone? Uh, up, it's up near Smith Street. No, they were next to each other, weren't they? It was Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. I think were next to each other. Oh, if they were, they've since been moved, but. Uh, we just saw the Hulk Hogan one, and my son Christian had no idea who he was. Um, Telling me he's a fraud. That was Paddy. It was actually Paddy. I was going to say, Sean's Sean not a big Hulk Hogan fan. He doesn't do anything well. No, no, no. He was just the he's man a terrible, at the time. He's a terrible wrestler. He's terrible on the mic. He's a prick backstage. Listen here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but my favourite montage, I agree with you with what you said as far as advancing the storyline and that, but I'd say... The training in fall. Hearts on fire. Yeah. yeah. Climbing up the – yeah. And the the juxtaposition yeah. of old mate with all the – Getting the roids. The, the, the yeah. best well, – A, getting <laughs> the roids, but yeah. B, getting every single quality machine yeah. available to him, whereas yeah. old mate's doing shit with bricks and sledgehammers and climbing mountains. It's a great song too. And yeah, I do like – yeah. The songs in four are great. Like No Easy Way Out. And no, it's got, no Easy Way Out montage is great as yeah. well. Yeah, it is in the car. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Gets in the Lambo. Let's see. Um, I think that take out the robot. That's a, still a good film, Rocky Four. The robot. The is robot. Horrendous. Keep yeah. the robot in. It's <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's amazing. Ridiculous. It's, it's got a bit of Jar Jar Binks about it. No, no, no. The film is basically an extended video clip. Mm. It's an eighty-minute music video. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> but this is what I love about what I love about Four too is. Have you did you watch the recut? The recut's weird. Like it's 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 got some better ideas in it but you can see why they were taken out. And I the, totally forgot that they were recutting Rocky IV. And, and the main part of it was the weirdest thing. He, he, he cut out um, Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> he just cut her out of the movie. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> New wife said, remove your old I wife. Don't think she, I, don't, I don't reckon she needed to tell him anything. I think he just probably thought, you know, I'm going to recut. He, I reckon Stallone was sitting there one night and it might have been on, like, cable. And he went, I'm going to recut this film and get that bitch out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to recut the whole so movie. So is she fully not in she's it She's like all? barely – I think I don't know if she's – Well, on, she's in – She doesn't say anything. The press conference and the unveiling and, and, at the start. And the pre-match. And at, pre-match. The, fight, and at the fight. Yeah. yeah. And at the Apollo fight, obviously. But, yeah, she, like, she, she's like – She wasn't bad looking back in the day. Bridget was phenomenal. She had the best set of legs you've ever seen in your life. Have you seen her lately? No, I have not. Not great. Kelly McGillis? Not great as well. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just saying as a comparison. Oh, What's, Jesus. You were talking about a cocktail last week, and Elizabeth Shue is probably the first out there for me. She still looks all right. I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, she still looks all right. Yeah. But the point is, so Rocky Four has got this moment where Drago says, um, you'll know my name or something, which is why he's screaming Drago on the mountain. It never made sense why he ran up the mountain he's screaming yeah. Drago. You're kind of yeah. like... Oh, yeah. No, they cut the line out of earlier in the movie when Drago says – he sets it up. I am real champion now. He basically says you'll you know, know my, my name. Yeah. yeah. He basically says this thing. You're going, yeah, well, it's, it's a bit weird. Mm. Oh, anyway. Drago! I'm just thinking, you've got to come down that mountain now. Yeah? Fuck. <laughs> Rocky died of exposure. The fight <laughs> yeah, was exactly called off. Right. He couldn't find his but way. But I love how down. they're tracking him. He's running. We must keep up with him. What, what the fuck are you going to do? Look, what's he going to get up He's to? He's a professional athlete. You're <laughs> so, not going to be able to keep up with him. You've been in the car for two weeks <laughs> in street shoes. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> no good. What, the, the, the training montage in two is good. 
Yep. When she says win and he jumps out of the house and oh. fires up and he's running as soon through as the streets. You, you just hear win and then she repeats it and you hear that. What are we waiting for? You hear the, the bell at the start of the Bill Conti um, music and stuff. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. I did see someone say as a Philadelphia. And he starts with the chin-ups. No, no, that's later. That's earlier. That's earlier. Because remember, he does the training. No, I reckon it's that. No, no, no. He does the training and then he goes to see Adrian and she says win whatever. And then he... Jumps out of the house and he's running through the street and the kids are running with him. And some Philadelphia native said, um, I loved it, but if that was accurate, it would be a bunch of bums. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a bunch of kids. It'd be a bunch of homeless people <laughs> running with There's him. There's one kid oh, who does a ripping him. effort going with him. Yeah. He loses him eventually, but this one kid, you can see it. He's going. They he's do going. the 180 degree shot as Rocky's sort of, he's running up towards the steps and he's wearing white pants and like a red jacket. And the little kid tries to go with him. And he's, he's keeping pace for the first probably 15. Yeah, he's doing a very good job. And then Rock burns, burns him. What a moment. What a scene. Yeah. He's, when he's hurtling the benches. Yeah. I wonder if there's any outtakes where he absolutely face plants it because he doesn't quite get over one of the benches. I reckon it took him ages to get the chicken. Like in oh, reality. He would have either got it real quickly yeah. or struggle. We need to cut this out of the movie. I ain't getting this bloody chicken. No, it's, it's, so we going with we going with hearts on fire. I think so. For me, yeah. You know, it's a low key good one. Shout out, low key good one. It's not actually in the movie. Someone actually did a better job of it. You know, Rocky Five ends with Measure of a Man with the Elton John song. It's actually not a bad song, and it's got the photo montage of all the Rocky movies because that was going to be the last movie. Yeah, I don't okay. remember it. So it ends with all these. Black I remember the uppercut that he sends. Tommy, Tommy the Machine Gun. No, he sends... Dead, by the way. Yes. Yeah, Tommy Morrison's dead. No, he sends the... the Promoter. The promoter Don, onto, Don the, onto the hit. Yeah, the Don King character. I, I thought that was... Sumi. A, I don't... <laughs> that's what he said, Sumi. Talking about deaths, digressing, did you say that Bill Russell died? Yeah, I did, yeah. 13 seasons he played and he won 11 titles. Yep. There was that's, eight teams in the fucking league, Tim. Yeah. Eight. That's pretty fucking good. I don't care who you yeah. are. yeah. You just don't like him because he's black. Ooh, Duh, that is Ooh, that is the most outrageous, <laughs> stupid thing you've ever fucking said in your life. <laughs> if you would have said you just don't like him, <laughs> oh hold on, that's a, ten in the bin for Timbo because he's, because he's a Celtic. Oh, that's what I was expecting. I that's what I was expecting too. I'd have called bullshit, but still, Timbo, I ain't racist. I hate everybody equally. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. He's Italian. Um, no, the shout-out, look it up online, Measure of a Man, nice Elton John song at the end of five, just recapping the whole series, black and white photos. Someone did it with, um, but with footage. Okay. Someone recut ah, it, but right. with sort of not the same photos as such, but footage, and it was like, yeah, this is a lot better. Yeah. It looks a little bit better. But then they probably would have workshopped and workshopped it and said, we can either do this or we can do that. And, some, and somebody would have said, let's do the stills. And oh, somebody would have gone, can, yeah. You can be too close to the project and you yeah, can maybe just yeah, yeah. But look it up. It's a really nice moment. Yeah. Um, Saw that at Northland, Rocky Fire. Northland. Northlands. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. But just... It's a little bit like the Neighbours finale when you when you got a chance. I mean, and how do you end it? I just think could have been more. You know what I think they needed to because Tommy the Machine Gun wasn't a big enough antagonist. Well, see, I didn't mind the idea. They did Creed twenty five years before Creed. Yeah, that he was going to train someone. That was the natural thing to do. But I don't think the audience wanted to see Rocky with like brain damage. Yeah, mm. you don't want to see your hero because he was kind of half brain damaged to start with. No, he was just dumb. <laughs> He's just punchy. That's when he's reading yeah. at the ads in, yeah. in two. 
<laughs> but this is, I think that, yeah, when, when you sit here, like it's, a, it's an interesting idea that you open the movie with him stuffed. But you're kind of like, after about 10 minutes, you're like, I don't want to see Rocky like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts on Balboa? The, uh, it was okay. This six. Yeah, it was okay. Amazing monologue. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how, get, how, how hard you get hit. How hard you can get hit and keep and moving forward. Up, yeah. the, the only thing I found weird is that Skinny Marie ends up – it was like the girl on the corner who he kept he, – he told – didn't he tell her like, oh, you don't hang out, you know, basically. Don't hang out near Frank Stallone. You're going to be called, you know, a whore or whatever and you're going to get a bad reputation. And that ends up the girl he he partners up with. He doesn't really – they're not – they don't have they're a – Companions. That, yeah, that – no. They don't, I don't – I didn't read it as they had a physical relationship. Not a physical relationship, but – It's just like a mentor type yeah. thing because she was helping, helping her son. Yeah, because Adrian's dead. Adrian's dead. Paulie is not dead at that stage. One of the most despicable characters in cinema history. <laughs> um, no redeeming qualities to Paulie whatsoever. You would love Burt Young's – Complete mooch. And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just very just, selfish. Com- you would love Burt Young's cameo in The Sopranos. Bird Young's a very good actor, but his performance is poorly. I just hate him. Yeah. He's amazing in it. He's so effective, you actually believe you are this much of a prick. I don't sweat you. That's what he told Thunder, Thunderlips. <laughs> he just got knocked down. Um, you know what? In closing on Rocky, you know what I didn't like about Creed 2? Do we too? have to go back to Carlton? No. Seriously. You know what <laughs> I didn't, say we seem a long way away from it. You know what I didn't like about Creed 2? So you got um, Emilio, uh, what's his name? Milo Ventimiglia, who's yep. his son. Yep. Rocky would not have been estranged from his son from, for any reason. He just wouldn't have been. No. I remember, I remember watching the movie and thinking, Speaking mm, of, no, Especially no. not if old mate's but he's, no longer around. Not if, not if yeah, not if, Adrian's gone. Yeah, that's, like, that's who I was saying. That's the <laughs> son. He's the only son he has. Yeah, that's the son from Five, from, who in Five is his real son, who yes, is? Dead. Dead, unfortunately. Yeah. There you go. But. Sarge. I think his name was yeah. Serge. Serge. Not Serge. 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 Where is it? Is it there? Is it there still? I don't know if it's still very there. Very important piece. Yeah. It's serious because it's very, very important, important piece. Um, <laughs> no, I cannot. No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I just thought that in Creed 2, this whole idea that he's estranged from his son and his grandson, and you're like, nah, never, can't, don't buy it, ever. Don't for a second buy this. That he would be estranged from the only living relative he's got. Yeah. Ever. And especially when you're Italian and families are so important That's to right. no, Italian culture. Not even, it just, it's not, not even, happening. Not even that, Timbo. They've spent seven movies establishing that he's a family man. Yeah, but even yeah. in the storyline, like Adrian's passing is a big like, – it's not like he and Adrian moved apart or whatever. So No, she died. Yeah, So, but how did the son all of a sudden – yeah, it's just this Part weird ways. thing. We like just if get, it was a know. broken so in home six, or something. In six, they had this cool thing about how, like he he found it awkward living in Rocky's shadow. You were like, that's a cool little thread Absolutely. of having a very famous father. Yeah. You know, well, that's rock, very possible. He rocks up to work and people are hey champ, and and he's not embarrassed, but he's like, I've been dealing with this my whole life. Yeah. You know, to everyone else, you're Rocky Balboa world champion. I just want you to be dad. And there's that cool thread there, but then they kind of reconcile those issues. You're like, there's no way they would be in any way estranged. Yeah. It's just, it was just bad. In an otherwise good movie. Mm. Dumb. It was um, like our performance. It was just bad in an otherwise decent season. Maybe. But I suppose, look, ultimately back to the football. Uh, <laughs> it, it might be an overreaction, but I think this is an important conversation to have. And, and for us as a football club, 
it feels like this is a really important moment of introspection, not just for 2022, but for the next five years. And the questions are, what are we, who are we, and what do we want to achieve? I'd almost put that up on the whiteboard yep. this morning. Yep. And go, here's a bunch of pens, texters. Whiteboard markers, dry erase just going, markers. Here they are, going, you got, you got two minutes to come up and put something on the board. Or you got all day and make no, sure no, you've no, got no, a no. It should, I, reckon, I, I don't mind that, but I think it should be an instinctive. Here we go. You shouldn't need to think about it. What do you want to be? What do you want people to think of you? We spoke about last year yeah, putting yeah. the things on the whiteboard. What do the competition think of us? Mm. And they only stop being up on the whiteboard when we stop being Do, those things. Yeah. You feel like going. We're all going to sit in here and we're going to put a bunch of stuff up. Go. Yeah. Who are we? What are we? And where do we want to go? What do we want to achieve? Yeah. I, I sent a text message to a bloke that I work with uh, yesterday. And at the time, I thought it was quite deep. Was it Trent Boke? No, no, it was Craig Muse. Shout out. And this, ironically, after exactly what you said, I, I wrote, we need to decide what we want to be. We're not handling pressure, expectation and occasion. We're fringe aid at best. We make up the numbers until we decide to want and work for more. That's where we'll stay. 100%. It's exactly what you just said. So we want to talk about the coaches here. That's scary. <laughs> We're agreeing on a lot of things lately. We're obviously spending too much time together. Um, so with the coaching situation from the weekend, and not just the weekend, every conversation is broader than just the weekend. Hindsight is twenty twenty, um, but the move to omit Jack Silvani was a disaster. Yes. Uh, and it was the first fatal error in a performance replete with fatal errors. It was baffling at the time. Uh, it was even worse come game's end. Um, and worse of all, it actually betrayed a complete and almost fundamental misunderstanding of his role in the team and how important that is. And when that's coming from your coaches yep. and your match committee, that is an unbelievable problem to have. I think he came on. I just got an email from your sister, Timbo. Jesus um, Christ. Sammy Walsh. No, no it's your stepsister. That's my sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Yeah. You got an email from Kath Davis. No, from Ange. Angela Duraxaglo. Fantastic stuff. Never heard of it. Um, but as soon as Jack came on the park, he gave us a spark. He did. He linked defence and attack. He did. He presented. He hit targets. So whatever point they were trying to prove, whatever point they were trying to make with omitting him, and then he always a sub, backfired spectacularly. It was a complete and unmitigated disaster. Some of their selection stuff this year has been as weird as that, but they've gotten away with it. This is the, I think, this is almost the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. This made no the sense ends, to anybody. The, the ends doesn't justify the means. That's right. So when the teams come out, there's this thing at the moment on Twitter about Carlton Twitter meltdown when selection happens. Well, we all had a meltdown about Jack because we all feared what would happen would happen. Yeah. They've gotten away with it this year with several other decisions that have been just as baffling. Yes. And this one was fucking awful. Was, I think, Fabian, you're the one to ask this. Do you think the overreaction, or do you think there was an overreaction on Thursday night, I suppose? Did you think, in the end, the fans' response was justified? Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was justified. It was, it was proven that it was justified. It, like, when are you concerned, the point I made, are you concerned that He's dropping. You can drop him. That's fine. If you want to manage him, manage him. No worries at all. I think I said that in a tweet. He's yeah, being managed 100%. And because, especially when Honey had the managed next to his name. That, that was what was baffling He's been to me. bashed up yeah. and he's sacrificed his game. And he's he's been omitted. Ram. You're going, That's great. That's, and the he, thing is, manage him, manage him. As a club, you know 
So don't say, oh, you could block out externally. It's, it's a different time. It's a different generation. People do read the comments, unfortunately. Mm. We know what Jack cops outside of the Carlton community. Absolutely. We know what he brings. We appreciate him. But outside, it's, huh. Hey, even a, hey, you, you know how many text messages I got? Your boy hey, got dropped. That's an excellent point. Even even a little thing, even a little – this is where Voss – and I got a point here earlier. He's still a, a young coach, quote-unquote, still learning. He's back in the, in the hot seat. Not just the game itself, but what learnings does he take out of it? You know what learnings you take out of it? You can, mate, drop Jack Silvati. Don't give a shit. Drop him. Manage him. Because you know what happens? You saw the tweets pop up from North Melbourne fans. Yeah. Protect him. You've got to protect him. If yeah. you're going to drop him, drop him, mate. Tell him. You tell him you've been dropped. Yeah. Go and get a manager. You've got to list as managed. Who gives a shit? You know, that's just how it goes. But you saw it pop up and you saw the flack he got for that and you just went, you haven't protected your player. No, that's right. And worse than that, you haven't protected a player, A, the fans love, B, who gives it his all, C, who sacrifices his game every week, D, who was going to be valuable for the team and when he came on, he was. You've misread this decision in just about every conceivable way. Correct. And you go, that's a, that's a giant, giant, giant cross. Did it cost us the game no. in isolation? No, it did not. But... To me, that's just another example of this guy. He's getting his feet back under the desk. He's figuring the caper out again. This needs to be a bit of a needs to be a massive learning for him. He, he missed a trick, is is what he did. I, I had drinks with a mate of mine, a few mates from high school, and one of my mates, Craig, is a big Western Bulldog supporter. Yep. And and Craig is one of those guys that sometimes he'll just try and needle you. He sounds like an asshole. No, Craig's a good bloke. But he'll, if he, he gets like Joe, if he gets an opportunity to needle you, he will. And I started talking about Jack Silvani, and he he got it. He said, "What are they doing?" You know, and and he, and there are so many other opposition supporters that are, are happy to pile on and pot of Jack Silvani, and it's just a surname. Yet Craig knew Craig knew how valuable he was to us. He knew that he was a heart and soul footballer, and he goes. How could you blokes do that? He said, it does make sense. And I thought, thank God there's actually somebody who actually respects football enough Craig, to actually know what's going on. Craig, you surprised me with your candour. <laughs> no, I had a, this, this whole thing for me is built around the notion of do the right thing by your player. Yeah. Because all the chat in the aftermath was this bloke's, this bloke's played second ruck yeah. in the absence of your number one ruck. Yeah. He's taken an absolute beating. He hasn't dropped his lip about it. He hasn't complained. He's competed every single week with the same desire and the same application, and you've just hung him out to dry. Gary Lyon used the line on SEN this morning, and the way that he described him is he, he said, at that footy club, he said he is the guy whose difference between his best and his worst is the narrowest. He said, you know what you get out of that, that kid every single week? Walsh, yes, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree he, with exactly and, and what And he actually saying. said that. He actually yeah. said maybe Walsh as well. Yep. But... Again, the people that and, – and Gary is mates with Stephen Silvani, so you, you temper the comment marginally, but he is right. Calls him sausage. Yeah. <laughs> well, they went to Ireland together with the Glass. That's with, one of the great stories when they were with um, – that's how they all know and are mates with Ross Lyon. Yeah, it is too. And he yeah. told the story about – who was the – Harry Beitzel? No, no, no. Oh, who yeah. was the coach? <coughs> um, Don Scott. Don Scott. Ross Lyon tells an amazing story about how he was captaining this under-16s or whatever rep team, and he goes, Gary Lyon was in it, Steve Silvani was in it, and they were just getting bashed up. 
by like men, basically. Yeah. And Don Scott was just calling them cowards and stuff. <laughs> oh. He goes, he goes, we'll just get. He goes, he wanted blokes to go back with the flight and get like paralyzed, like in a practice game. And yeah. he goes, he was just nuts. But he, he like they love him. They yeah. love Don Scott, and they just Don Scott did have. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard listening to Sen as when they. Don's still with us? Yeah, yeah he's still yeah, with yeah, us. Okay. He's doing that podcast with Sam Newman. Oh, they to, gave him a yeah. really – they got him on and they were chatting to him about different things and they gave him a really lovely send-off. Thanks so much. You know, you, you, the audience loves you. The feedback we're getting is phenomenal. You know, you, you, you're so valuable. Everyone still loves hearing from you, blah, 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 blah. He's giving him a big wrap-up and then Don Scott just paused and goes, don't call again. He <laughs> 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 just went perfect. Yeah. But I suppose Sauce, the selection there, that was a microcosm of a bigger problem we went in with the wrong team. We went in too heavy, yep. too slow. We couldn't maintain pressure at ground level because of it. Pido clearly wasn't ready. Yep. Absolutely was not ready for AFL football. And TDK offered absolutely zero as a forward, throwing yeah. him into the mix with Harry and Charlie. Be- it was because, a disaster. Because he was out of out of, um, out of the, rhythm. Out the, of, the rhythm. That's exactly mm. right. I might have even written that. Teething issues is what I write. Yeah. That works. How many weeks did Pido play in the twos? Two. And he obviously he. There's a big difference between twos football. So, mate, this is the thing. People want to knock Paddy Dow. We're going to speak about Paddy Dow as an example. But yep. people want to knock Paddy Dow or who you do it against. Who the fuck did Pito do it against? Because yeah. no, yeah. GWS didn't have any of their second, second stringers at all. So he went up and Riley, oh, the, in the okay, twos. Yeah, right. Riley O'Brien would have been looking at a live kill. This guy's not ready. He's not battle-hardened. Well, and, and he hopefully in the coming weeks yep. he will be. Well, it was the right time to bring him back in to be able to get enough games into him so that come finals, if we're playing them, Again, that he's ready to the go. The arrogance of it's Adelaide. Yeah. We, we can play him now. Yeah. Yeah. Would he have played if we were playing Melbourne? Would you have run that risk? First up, Max gone. Would no, you? you wouldn't have. I don't think you would have. We, as a collective, as a club, took this game too lightly. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I and think we've been you're punished absolutely for it. right. And I think it, you're absolutely you know, right. the frustrating thing is, it's almost like we didn't think about things, we didn't think about certain things enough, but overthought other things. Correct. Yeah. You went, you, you just, I mean, I put the tweet out. I said, whoever didn't back Jack Silvani in match committee, if if one of if someone in that room did, well, they can walk in on next the next meeting pretty happy with themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. If someone in that room went, I think this is a bad idea. Yeah. Mm, I don't like this. Hopefully there was someone in there who had the wherewithal to say that. That would have to. I suppose the next point I've got here is our tactical evolution. We've spoken about how the Carlton job was arguably the best gig ever advertised because of all the low-hanging fruit, as Timbo mentioned earlier. Uh, we've been figured out. Apart from the Geelong. It's, well, that was, an adver- that was a bit different. That was a yep. slightly different situation. But uh, we've been well and truly figured out. The writing has been on the wall for months. Um, we need to adapt and we need to adapt quickly. Timbo... Do you think that our coaches have done enough in a tactical and a mental sense to refresh the group as the season has worn on? Not as the season has gone on. I thought their first eight weeks was exceptional. They got challenged by lack of players in defence and structures have been challenged, especially in ruck as well. Um, and And I thought they managed well throughout it, but the longer it's gone, there's a sameness about what we're bringing out every single week now. And and I do know there's two or three players still to come back. There's still a couple of guys that are getting back towards their best at the moment. So I'm still kind of hoping there's another crank in the um, you know, the way that we're going about it. But 
I just it feels like the longer the season's gone, there's well, there, when, there's no longer anything special left. What worked what worked twelve weeks ago, work right isn't work. No, it's not working now. Yeah, no. yeah. So yeah. we're either bereft with, of we're either bereft of ideas, yeah. or no imagination, or too stubborn to change. Yeah. The changes True. we made early early season, opposition hadn't had a chance to analyze it, correct it, and plan for it. Yep. Now I understand you said we had we've we had to adapt down back, but very rarely. You know, yeah, Melbourne. You don't go long down the line. You don't do things like this. But very rarely is the the defensive setup something that you need to adapt or oppositions need to overplan for. Our biggest issue has been in the middle. And I don't. You continue. I I don't believe. I don't believe we have in the last, especially in the last eight weeks, where we've gone. Win loss, win loss. We have had wins when what we do comes off. We haven't adapted, especially in game. We haven't adapted nearly enough. Great, and I think it's more in game. And I don't want to have a Paddy Dow debate. No, you haven't, because two weeks on from that, you've just you basically said exactly what Tim and I were saying on the night in that episode. No, no, no. All I was saying was. We haven't adapted. We haven't tried anything else. We've let a problem I, I, area persist. I, I was happy to try something else. I don't think no, no, his no. inclusion would change anything because I just don't think our service was great. We, I think we could have changed things with the personnel we had. I think we had our optimum. We have our optimum midfield available, barring George Hewitt. Yeah, but it's not firing. It's not working. But it hasn't been done, that hasn't been happening for months. For ages. We, we yeah, also, no, no, we I don't also disagree had, with that. We also had 81 possessions between Cripps and Walsh. So I hear you say it wasn't working. There's a fair bit that's going right if they've got their hands on the ball. We weren't, we, we weren't breaking lines running through the mid, no, no, midfield I, on I, the weekend. And, and look, they I, could have 85 possessions each. I, I made a note saying in a game where Ben Keyes tags Saad, who's your best kick in the team, um, when Nick Newman goes down, did he actually? Did I hear somebody say he cut his knee? Yeah, he gets a big yeah. gash. It's, so it's, is he playing this? Oh, he, he might. He must have got it caught on studs or something. They they showed they showed a replay where he dropped. He tried to lay a tackle yeah. and he landed on his knee. And I thought he might have hurt his PCL or something. And then I heard somebody no, saying something huge, about a bad. It's, the, it's very nani like. And nani missed a wall. It's no, almost like he would have landed on a sprinkler head. Well, it was either that or the boots, the studs of yeah, who he was okay. tackling. Just but, but my point was, you know, when Saad is limited and Newman's not on and he's one of our better kicks of the footy, Stocker's not playing and won't play this week because he got concussed last week. Jordan Boyd's not playing, who's one of our other attacking kicking options. He's not there. Williams isn't there. Williams isn't there. You've got O'Brien on a wing. And, and I like him on a wing and I like how he attacks, but I think this week he probably has to go back to half-back flank. Can I, if... can I put, put a stop to you here? So we were controlling the ball. So what worked 12 weeks ago doesn't work anymore and teams just beat us the same way. So basically we get the ball in the back half, they apply the brakes, we slow to a walk, they push us hard to the boundary and force us into a dump kick down the line because yep. we don't have the dare to switch, we don't have the dare to go corridor, we don't have the dare to go mm. 45. They exploit that. So the only way we score is if we get out on the outside. So we we look so bad when we play that slow, and worse, we just forfeit our weapons ahead of the ball, which is exactly what our opponents want, and we don't do anything to to try to get them back. I've got the message here: changes. 
So Fab scoffed at changing things up because why try anything different? Pido's come in. He'll be better than last week. He needs to be better than last week. He you can't be. be fucking worse, Sean. Well, that's true. So Jeez. my frustration with development, you mentioned Stocker on halfback, and of course he can't play this week because of the concussion, which is a shame for him. But why we are persisting with developing him as a small back when, when, we, he, is a when he is a midfielder is baffling to me. When he has a point of difference, he's got a hardness, he's got a little bit of toe. He's an okay user of the ball. He, like he, he loves the tackle. He's a midfielder. We don't need another small defender, halfback flanker. Stop playing him there. You've just wasted a year in the twos where he's played predominantly VFL football. If Dow's going to be in the twos and Stocker's going to be in the twos, they're the one-two punch under the Ruckman. Yep. Every single week. Don't be playing him halfback flank in the two. Don't be getting too smart. Mm. Don't be getting too clever about Dow at half forward, Stocker at half back. Shh, fucking have some common sense yep. and put two boys that were experts at junior footy level winning the ball in the midfield, in the midfield. Yep. Because then that means when the midfield's not working, you've got a we've got some options. Yep, yep. But we've just mismanaged that, and it's just it's just beyond staggering. I think Stock. If I was Stocker, to be honest, I'd probably leave the footy club. And I'd someone would probably offer me midfield, and if that was on the table, I'd probably go. Yeah, because it, it, he's going to have a fascinating end of season exit interview, isn't he? Because he's because he he is going to within his rights saying, "You sell me why I stay." Because Be- I'm not I'm not getting into a team yep. with Williams, Saad, Doherty, Boyd, Newman. Yeah, you can even list a Plowman, list a Marchbank as a different intermediate type. What, what what am I playing? Yeah. Back pocket? Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Why am I doing that? Yeah. So we've mismanaged that and it's just narrowed the options that we have when we're in a situation like we are. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it. And then Paddy Dow's the other one. If Dow doesn't play this week... Um, is Kennedy playing? No, he's concussed. And Hewitt, the rumour is Hewitt will miss the rest of the year. Yeah, we're fucked. No, we're not fucked. This, no, this week we're fucked. Give him a chance, mate. Well, it just I'm. I think Jack Martin, whether he's ready or not, probably has to play. You can get fucked. I'm well, sorry. No, well, you got to play. I know, I know that's just an emotional comment. No, I know it is. And you put a. You got to. He'll come in. He'll come in. You'll probably kick four, wheel around, do a couple of good things. Oh, Jack Martin's got a calf strain. Yeah, that's fucking great. Marchbank is available to come back in. You know who was decent, apart from one horrendous turnover, Mitch McGovern. Yeah, Mitch, I'm happy with Mitch McGovern yeah, there. He was okay. Yeah. But the point I'm sorry I'm the, making the, here the, is... The worst turnover of the game was Zach Fisher. Horrendous. Yeah. <clears throat> Lockie Plowman. Oh, Fisher's one. Lockie Plowman gave a goal. Yeah. No, but, no, but Fisher but gave was, a goal and so did McGovern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm convinced Gov didn't see the bloke in front of him. <laughs> the Fisher one was just like... Gov saw the bloke in the middle and goes, you, oh! Fisher one, was, you've, you've, you've underhit that by 20 metres. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. And but, Plowman was just an error. Plus, like it was yeah. an execution error. He does have that in him. Yeah. But so the point I suppose, Fab, is ultimately what comes next for us, because we haven't tried enough, we haven't mixed things up enough, we've become terribly predictable. What was working for us doesn't work anymore because teams have well and truly figured that out. Mm. Geelong have given the competition the blueprint, and a team as limited as Adelaide was able to copy it and put it into effect. And and look, yeah. for for what it's worth, Matt Matthew Nix at the end of the game, he and I I hated 
that he enjoyed it as much as he did, but he just he obviously just said, we looked at the game, we went in with a plan, we said this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, and he just said, we executed it perfectly. And he and was. And we did not try and, and anything. Correct. And he, and he and he and the comment. I don't know if you did. You hear it? No. The comment was that's going in the album at the end of the year. He goes, this game. Good. It's going in the album, and I thought. I hate that you take such delight out of it. No, we but, but, but you Ooh. you picked us off and you we you, you played us is is what you did and, and we didn't respond. Our ten minutes in the first quarter, we almost needed that not to happen. We needed to be down by five goals. Yeah, and to, find a to, way to almost trigger or get drastic, them to relax. Drastic change. Yeah. No, no, bugger what they have to do. This is all yeah. on us. Yeah, we needed something to trigger. Oh shit, we're five goals down. Yeah, rather than quarter time we're in front. Yeah. Half time, it's like, oh, yeah, more. We're, we're, yeah, we're within a kick and way. we haven't played well. Well, yeah, we'll be all right. And it's like. <sighs> but you, from you, halfway through the second quarter, you, you, would, you would have said this eight times throughout the night, Sean. You'd have loved it. He, and I, I hate hearing this because I am a cup half full man. He said, Timbo, we're not winning this. We're not winning this game. And the whole time I thought, no, no, we've got the firepower. We're only a couple of goals down. We only need a good period. We, we can find our way back into it. But it was Timbo. We're not winning this game. And and the reality is, he was saying it, and in my heart of hearts, I knew. I just didn't want to hear it. The next point I've got is the playing group. We've kind of touched off on a few of these, so we'll, we'll skip through. But just controlling your own fate, you know, as much as the coaches need to own their failings, the players need to own their inability to handle the heat yep, and to yep. measure up to the Crows' physicality. Um, maybe it's just because there's been nothing tangible on the line for us for so long. But, geez. When Walker took the ball out of the ruck like Hawkins did, just snaps a goal. Hated it. When Fogarty just walked through three tackles later three on. Three tackles. Absolutely. Fat-ass Fogarty. That's Fair it. He said, if, if I had a dollar for every time he said fat-ass Fogarty, Unbelievable. I'd have just, paid the house off. Just an indictment. So we've spoken about it ad nauseum. It was a good fucking mark, though. Oh, happy with the mark. That's a right and a half. But, but a big mark in the pocket, you're going, that's not going to sink you. But if you can't lay three tackles inside 50... That was our biggest just, issue Just give them a goal. We just give them the it's goal. It's been our biggest issue for weeks. Yeah. So, but I we suppose, don't stick it. We get there. That's the problem. But we've spoken about it a lot. Whenever there's something on the line, we wilt. There's no killer instinct. No. There's no temperament. So the flow on I've got for that is we need... We kind of mentioned it with Crips. We need our Matty Scarlett telling Stevie G... Stevie G. Yeah. Uh, Stevie J and yeah. Gary Ablett... Hitting them between the eyes. We need that moment. We need the have it out moment. We don't have that person. See, Doc's not that person. We need. The we lock- all love Doc, but who's down there? Mate, we need the lock-in. We need the lock-in and we need the hit them between the eyes. Look, you know that story you tell? Cutters and Cruz. Yeah. Next time you see Cruz, ask, me, ask him, has anyone ever hit him between the eyes with it? And just gone, oh, geez, Cutters, you, geez, you were pretty good on the track today. I just went, Cutters, what the fuck are you doing, mate? What do you want to be? Yeah. Because you're wasting everything you got. Yeah. Well, if I if I miss something, yeah. No, no. It was the just Brent, Brent Gleeson and I had. Uh, you know when he says oh, yeah. his party. cutters is the best player on the field at training, yeah. and you go, yeah. don't, don't. At times, not saying every. Don't, he said yeah. there will be days don't when. Don't lightheartedly jest and joke with him. Yep. You go sit him down and go, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Do oh, that. Do that every week. That's application. Yeah. That's application. But there's stories of that through every yeah. sport. Like, and as much as Dimitar Berbatov got, you know, 
performance out of himself at United. Every player who played with him said he's the best guy. On the, on the training pitch, he's unstoppable. Yeah. He is the best player at the club. When you see his but highlights. But not out there, not there, out there where it matters. Yeah, when you see his highlights. Oh, he was occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally, he took the fucking piss. Middlesbrough, the, the setup, the assist for Ronaldo. The one along the line. When he did the pivot along the, the Oh, my lord. Line. Oh, my lord. <laughs> Far out. What a turn. That was amazing. He's just he's turned the guy like it's better than the Cruyff turn. Yep. On the goal line yep. in the box. <laughs> and then just squared it across the goal line to, to Ronaldo, Ronaldo to tap in. And yep. it's just the most breathtaking. You went Oh whoa. And is it just like everything stops when he does it? A or little is bit, it yeah. just yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the point is, you know, have that conversation with Paddy Dow. Have that conversation with Cunningham. Have that conversation with Harry. Where is Cunners? He's I don't know. But have that conversation with Harry going Mate, you never, ever, ever have a fucking check side from 15 metres out. Ever again. Ever again. That's ever. It. If, you're, if you've but, marked it on the line and they put you on such an acute angle where, you know, you can't see a not goal from, mouth. Not from a better than 50 degree right? angle. You but, never no, check that's side. That's right. Put that shit away because guess what? You walk out there in tracksuits and you just throw him a ball. He drills that 100 out of 100. Yeah. I said to Tim, we'll go to the park now. I'll kick that goal. Yeah. Have these conversations before it's too late. We've all been on the ground. The goal mouth is so fucking wide. Seven metres wide and right. you're 15 metres out. And I'm not a Coleman medalist. It's, it was, it was hor- just horrendous. But, but the one thing I always say is if you're going to snap it or – and I say this. I've said far this, post. Far post. It was shit. Just like execution if, was shit. If, if you – there's a – Remember the day we beat Port Adelaide last round of the year and got into the finals at Essendon's expense? Jay Schultz kicks a goal at the end of it because we, we, beat, we beat them down like three times in a row and they kept on finding another goal. Mm. Jay, Schultz, Jay Schultz kicks a goal where he snaps it on his left foot and he curls around, but he starts it so far left and puts so much work on the ball. You've gone, that's actually really ballsy to kick it the way that you did it. Because what Harry does is he's still aiming for the middle of the goal and he's just put too much work on the ball. But you actually have to start it off target. He hits it too hard too. And he hits it. Yeah, correct. Look at Fev when Fev had those things. He just caressed it. Yeah, correct. You've got to smack it when you need to bend it back from 35 plus. Yep. And, you need, and you need the ball movement. You need it to have the spin. But I don't care what the sports scientists say. They can fuck off. Um, <laughs> if, if I'm the forwards coach, I'm always saying to Harry – uh, your technique needs to be a hell of a lot better than it is, yep. and you're going to be snapping these until but I'm comfortable. They've allowed that him. You can do it. Yep. They've allowed We're him. We're going to be on the training track. And just this is another thing. It's about- in his head. But how how is a Coleman medalist got the yips? They what? should be saying, "Mate, drop what punts." The, what about the drop one he punts, put through from punts. fifty? Yeah, he's yeah. put it through. Stroked it through from fifty. If you can put it through from fifty, you can kick it from fifteen. No, what are you doing? Stop indulging the nonsense yeah. and just go. <laughs> Mate, yeah. you, and, and tell and Charlie if you have to pick a target thirty-five yeah. meters down the goal and hit that. You take a mark thirty-five meters out. Fucking stop! Just stop. Take the thirty seconds, and then yeah, you can run around across, over the body, do whatever you want to do. But there's times where he doesn't even fucking look who's there. Yeah, there's times where he's nearly been smothered. Other times he just rushed for no reason. Well, because missing. because once upon a time when he did it, no one was ready for it. Now players are smart enough to know when Kerno mm. marks it. 
there is every chance that he's going to move off his line. And the moment he's off his line, it's play on. And all of a sudden, it's pressure. And he'll do it so quickly that the umpire won't have set you at your five metres away from the mark. Yeah. You can actually be closer by the time he starts and you can get him. So we can't. don't get beaten by what you know. Yeah. Don't get beaten by what you know. Chicken salads now, there's only one. It's Paddy Cripps. <laughs> yeah. um, one and we, only. We covered him off earlier. He was our only um, winner on the night. One mistake. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, shot for goal. The pass. Yeah, it's terrible. The pass. Yeah. Um, but it, look, he he battled his his balls off. Um, he Too tried bad really. Lost it. He tried. Oh, I got angry. I got what angry. the fuck is that? <laughs> Just overthinking things. Yeah. yeah, not thinking enough. Maybe I don't know. But terrible. But look, he he was our only shining light. Walsh mm-hmm. tried really really hard. Yeah, uh, and got plenty of the ball. Um, and and while she while she probably still had to pass a fitness test yeah, to be able yeah. to play the game. So to still get forty, like that's a Bloody good effort. Can I ask you, just going back a little bit, the midfield mix question, and the name I forgot to mention, how do we reckon Adam Chera's going? Not well. Not well. No. no. And I don't know why. I thought he was good against GWS, which is not too hard. He doesn't hurt and his the two opposition. Games, and his two games at Optus have been good. He yeah. keeps saying that. He, he doesn't but, hurt the oppo, and my problem with him at the moment is I keep getting told what a beautiful kick he is. You know, that's fine. He might be. I want yeah. to see it. I want to see it. So, Tim, you mentioned I, earlier. I've thought about this too. You mentioned slowing the game down. We talked about that earlier. Lockie O'Brien's a really good kick. Adam Saad's a really good kick. Adam Chera's a really good kick. Zach Fisher can be a good kick. Give them the, the ball. ball. There'd be one of them near you when we try to kick through these zones. It'd be the easiest handball receive you've ever gotten in your life. Another stat for you, beautiful. Give the guys who can kick the ball, the ball. Hashtag use the users. Give them the fucking ball. <laughs> Hashtag have you watched much, what you am watched I fucking much, watching? Have you watched much Sydney Swans football Not of late? Not a fucking minute of it. I hate them. i tell you what, at every opportunity they give the ball to Errol Goulden and he does not miss. He doesn't miss. Do you and, know what's shitting and, me? And, and <laughs> everything we say we should do, they do. Give your good ball users the football. Correct. Do you know what I don't want to see us do? Don't give the ball to someone who's asking for the ball when we're 55 metres out. Who Doc does it every fucking week. Yes. Selfishly, people are saying... A run pass to receive would really help now, yeah. but they don't actually look to see what's ahead of there's them no, there, and go, no, is this the right time There's not even a lane for them to run into. That, and, there's and, players in front and, of them. And I reckon Chera's got it under pressure on, on a few occasions and he's had to sort of jink and deviate and all that sort Doc's of stuff. Doc's done at least 10 this season. Yeah. yeah. Don't you'd, call for it. You'd be better off just barreling it if you don't well, have that's the what he, That's what he ends up doing. He ends up doing it off balance. It was on my side of the game. Jack at the GWS game. In the warm-up, was barreling him from sixty-five. By the way, just barrel it. If you don't have the distance, he's got a beautiful top. It's there's, almost no, jammo-like. If there's twenty-eight <laughs> blokes inside defensive fifty, don't bother putting it to the top of the square. Just barrel it. If it goes through, it goes through. Hey, but the point I'm making, Jammo had a beautiful. We, we use those. Um, what about when Tom Fields was brought in? He was a beautiful long kick yeah. at a football, and they didn't let him take kick-ins. Yeah. Beautiful. What about uh, we, Ma- we, Matty Watson, who had one attribute? And they didn't let him take kick-ins. <laughs> and when he did, he kicked short to the guy in the like, pocket. In the we, pocket. We, we spoke yeah. about the Lockie O'Brien taking kick-ins thing. You're going, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it's the same thing for when you got the ball at half-back, do a little arrow around, handball receive, make sure you're on the right side of your body if you're a left footer or a right footer, and give the ball to blokes who can use the ball well to get us further up the field and to disrupt their web. Don't does, just Daniel, kick it down the line. does Daniel Rich take kick-ins? Yes. Does Bailey Dale take kick-ins? How many yes. lines do we Does Errol Goulden take kick-ins? Yes. 
does um, number 12 for Adelaide? Yeah, Dawson. Does he take kick-ins? These are things that are so, like, local. Does Brody Smith sometimes take kick-ins too? Mate, these are just local (laughs) park footy. Who's a good kick of the football? Did you see the metres gain stat by um, Brody Smith? Because he was taking kick-ins. He had yeah. 800 at half-time. He had 720 at half-time. Yeah, like, he had 1,019 by the end of the game. If you get 400, yeah. you're having a good game. He had 700 yeah. But it's like Aaron Hall. Half-time. Aaron Hall had 1,000 and they celebrated. Like, yeah, they just got walloped. He was taking kick-ins. Like, when you can't break through the lines, breaking lines shifts things around, opens up things. There's times where you got to fucking run through some lines. Yep. And I don't give a shit. Chain get, through. Get caught holding the ball. No, don't no, don't kick it. If you try it. Fabian, what you're saying is 100% correct. If you try to chain through, generally speaking, the mass of humanity will be 30 to 50 metres away. So draw them closer. Yep. And then we, kick we, over we just, them. we just do a lot of really weird stuff where you're thinking no imagination, no flexibility, yep. no adaptability. And, and that's why the forward us. handball is the most dangerous play because by doing that, you will breach you the humanity. Yeah. yeah, Chicken shits, lots of those. We'll move through them quickly. Uh, accountability, no need uh, to really stress this, I suppose. But we just – everyone needs to take accountability for their own shortcoming from the weekend. Coaches at selection. Adam Sard, it was keys. Harry, it's set shots. You know, Matt Owey's the dribble, terrible. Yeah. Um, the list goes on and on and on. I'll give Matty, uh, Matt Owey a little bit of a pass. That usually on the second bounce, it kind of grips and turns. What about it you just, just run in, It just went straight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Got to own all of those. Ball movement we touched on, just ponderous, slow, does our forwards absolutely no favours, asks zero questions of our opponent's structure in our front half. Terrible. Um, but, but it was just you'd take a snapshot of the screen and there'd be eight players in screen and there was three Carlton players and there was five Adelaide they players. They were always at least plus one. And then 30 seconds every... later, you do it again. And and it's Adelaide players everywhere and yeah. going, That's where work the fuck rate. are we? That's work rate. Where are we? I've what are we that. doing? I've got that here. Failure, oh. to, meet, uh, failure to meet pressure front on. Yep. Uh, represent, a representation on the deck and in loose and ground ball situations was completely unacceptable. Um, midfield mix, just 2-1 pace. Got a very lot of very same-ish players in there if we're not winning the ball. Um, they've been given a crack. You know, Hewitt's probably going to miss, potentially, I should say, miss the rest of the year. No idea where that room has come from, but it's been publicised. Circulating everywhere, yeah. Uh, Kennedy will obviously miss this week. They've got to give Dow a go. Well, I think you have, have to, to now. I have to give him a go. Have to. Have to give him a go. Even even under the whole next man up thing, you can't put a next man that's not him. He no. is the next man. Do you know who had a really good game in the two? Um, no. Fogarty. Fogarty. Doesn't, doesn't fix no, a need of ours. He's too slow. Well, we've been playing him as a half forward. Doesn't I think, I think he always wanted to be a midfield. Well, but, but all I thought was when you look at the stats, they'll probably play him in the midfield ahead of Dow, which would be ludicrous. They no, probably no, do. Not, not, but, but, not even there that but, stupid. But I think no. if this football club tries to justify not putting Dow in, I, I think everyone in the media needs to go them and go, that's just not good no. enough. No. Uh, under the... Scenario where everyone's you've got a full complement of midfielders to choose from. I can understand if he's not in the mix, that's fine. But now he is, he's the next best available midfielder. Can, he must play. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, please, <laughs> please do. If we name Dow, yep, and he gets 10 clearances, yep, what's 
what's the takeaway at the end of it? You'll get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, honestly, the takeaway, the goalpost will just shift. What was his disposal efficiency like? Yeah. yeah. What was his defensive running well, like? And this is what irritates me. I've obviously been – I've been on both sides of the Paddy Dow. I, I love Paddy Dow. Mm. I don't think he's in our best midfield mix, but obviously he is in the core of players that when available, like this week, I want him playing, but I want him to do well. There's a, there's a large portion of supporters, like with Plowman, they just don't want to see him do well yeah, because yeah. they've oh, – They've predetermined said that he's yeah. the non-my best 22. It, it's like the Australian cricket team and you have five or six really good fast bowlers and the, 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 the selection panel now have worked it out to say if you're going to have to play five tests across the summer, it's not going to be the top four playing all five. There will be a selection. They'll, they'll save some guys to play in their idyllic conditions. They work it out. I just wonder whether we need to be smart enough with some of our midfield core and be able to say in one week, George Hewitt, have a week off. Matt Kennedy, have a week off. You probably don't give Paddy Cripps a week off because he's your captain. But if George Hewitt's got a stress-related back injury, fuck, a few... If, if Dow had played four more games of footy and Dow had had, uh, Hewitt had had two games out, might not have... The stress issue in his back. That's managing your squad. Yep. Yep. I just and again, I just wonder. The may, AFL may, community may is not be, very ready for management. Though. Maybe we've missed a trick along the way. One hundred percent, we've missed a trick. Again. It's a development trick. It's a um, it's a fitness trick. It's everything. It's a confidence. It's a trick. confidence trick. They've they've mismanaged things. They've gone in with a core of guys who are seemingly undroppable for whatever the reasons might be, and that has lingered as the season has slipped away from us to the point where. We were so stubborn and refused to try anything. So the other nights I got here, no moves from the box. What did we even try to do really to arrest anything? Not Seemingly nothing. Turnovers were terrible. Um, There'll be people who say, given what we lost in Newman and Durden, Durden early, how much could we have thrown the magnets around? Mm. Well, we can't throw but, those but guys anywhere else. But they didn't do anything. I was in the room with you, mate. We were... <laughs> Yeah, you were putting on a fucking bet that yielded you $800 and didn't share it. Um, that was at the end of the game. Fit, Fitness-wise, I think we've we've hit, hit a bit of a wall. Is there oh. any truth to this training block crap that I've oh, heard? Who knows? You know, we'll we, go, we, I will say his name and I'd be, don't do it, I'd be staggered if, he's, if Andrew Russell's retained. I'd be absolutely staggered. Or maybe not on that coin. No, nah, full stop. I'd be just, but they haven't said anything yet. Different teams making different moves, but uh, the noise has died down this year. Yeah, uh, obviously I, I, results I, results have have allowed it. Oh, it's come at that time of the record. How many can I have with these without shit myself? About eight. No, I think you can have two a day. Yeah? Two two tablets. Yeah. <laughs> these are vitamin C's, by the way, people. Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> It's not next uh, minute. <laughs> yeah. Glad you like that one. Um, yeah, fitness wise, we're we're in strife. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like, just I can't. I, oh, I can't say it enough. I, I'd I'd be so staggered. It, it, it's funny. You made a comment about two years ago where you said Andrew Russell's future at the football club will live and die by his ability to be able to get Charlie Kerno back. And what is amazing is Charlie 
seems to be going really, really well now. Touch wood. Touch Will wood. You? But like Oscar Oscar McDonald has had issues on occasions, <laughs> but but I think Oscar McDonald came in with a flawed body. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe Tim, that's played two two halves of yeah. This is the problem. He's got Charlie right. Everyone else is fucked. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lastly, the other chicken shit I've got here. Petty, definitely pointless, absolutely. I never want to see that jumper again. It yeah, looks shit I, I, early doors I thought about you and I, look. I, I never want to see it ever again. Yeah. It's terrible. The, Get rid I, of it. I still reckon our best away jumper has been. Livestrong. No, no, no. The one we, was we, the day we, of my 40th no, birthday we beat Freo and Freo. The Port Adelaide round 23 game. In 2013. Whatever we wear, had a little bit of blue at the bottom, the blue across the top. Terrible. You know what we need to wear? A sort of a a more royally blue, lighter blue with the um, uh, chamois, the yoke, with the yellow. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. Needs to be. With the. the... Yeah, needs to be our clash jumper. At least we've actually won premierships wearing that jumper. And it's not. not, You could lighten the blue a little bit like Melbourne's royal blue sort of clash. So you could lighten the blue a little bit, have the yellow on top. Wouldn't look too dissimilar to a West Coast jumper in some ways, but you could design it to be fresh and the tip of the hat to the past, um, and it would be a bit of fun. We did win in the M and M's blue, didn't we? Yep. Mick McGuan McGuan tore his hamstring off the bone in that. Sean Charles as well. Yeah, Luke O'Sullivan played his fiftieth game. (laughs) He got he got chaired off. And and I reckon Aaron (laughs) Hamill had a big second half, and he might have kicked five, maybe four. Actually, digressing ever so, like quite it's a lot. Not actually, something we do on the on the Prendercast. Yeah. Ollie Hotton, I reckon Trent Hotton might have almost played that game. Yeah, Ollie Hotton, yeah, he, he, he son, doesn't qualify for Carlton. He's not, he, he's not a father son, but he's a guy that's coming and half forward, flank, midfield type. He's a guy that I've got my eye on. So. Fantastic stuff. Are what the about Camparelli boys? I was going to say the twins. Yeah, they're not old enough yet, though. Yeah, but are they any good? Apparently, they are. How did you? These are the only two kids you don't know, know nothing about, and they're the only two kids we're even vaguely interested in. Mm. What's happening, Tim? Well, they played in the under sixteen. Well, I get that, Tim. But you were talking about Buku Kamas. His own mother didn't know he was playing football, <laughs> and you've got the Camparelli boys, and you're like, oh, I don't know anything about yeah. him. Uh, do you know what I love? We were on to Buku before even Bulldog supporters knew who he was. Still oh, our I'm, boy. I'm very well read. Buku. You need to done fix right. this. You need to get, get me a dossier. On on the pre-season last year, we were into Josh Worrell. We were we he tore us apart. We didn't looked he? looked at Josh Worrell as a potential sing, a swing man, and that was probably before we ended up taking a Lewis Young. But yeah, yeah. he yeah, would have pr- okay. priced himself out of uh, the market. Now yep. all of a sudden, Josh Worrell, all all on the the back of one quarter. Oh, that's what happens when you play Carlton. <laughs> yeah. If you need a contract, just make sure you're playing us in the back part of the year. Yep. Now, come on, take a Who do you love? Um, it's Jack Silvani, isn't it? I thought Matthew Cottrell, Cottrell. was no. the only bloke that stood up. Yeah. We needed no. something. The God. only guy that contributed. <laughs> but I, I, I don't disagree with Tim, Silvani at all. Tim, Tim. Yes. Matthew Cottrell had five disposals till three-quarter time. I get you. Yeah, but he, five. But he, he, in he a was, game where in. there was precious few providing anything, yeah. like if it's if it's about I thought he tried. putting in effort, yeah. there was – Pre- there was not enough no, no, Jack, going on. I like. I'm going to go with Medicotrol. I was screaming for something, anything in the last quarter, and the only bloke that came to the party, to my satisfaction, was, was Matthew Cottrell. And in the end, Josh, uh, Josh Silvani, Jack Silvani was. Um, he again was one of the 
were those guys who benefited by not being on the ground when we were playing shit house. When he came on, he was great, and I agree with you, and I considered him, but yeah, mine, Matthew Cottrell mine was finished Cottrell. the day with 10 disposals. So he doubled his possessions in the last quarter. Thank you, Cotters. Yeah. He, had, he had kicked one more goal than Silvani, and he had yeah. three fewer disposals. Okay. And he also laid... Shall we put it uh, to a vote? He also laid four fewer <laughs> tackles. Four fewer tackles than no, Sauce. No, I, I, I thought Sauce worked his, his... I thought Sauce was great. I don't understand Fabian's, like, he's just his mindset no, know, sometimes. I'm giving him his love child, Josh not allowed. as the SI Morales. It's just take it. He'll nominate him for some of the worst, most just nonsensical performances you've ever seen. If he didn't get on the ground, I would have given him three votes. Yeah. I, no, I agree. <laughs> You're going, he's clearly the SI Morales. There's not even a debate. I'm not even putting it to you two. I'm making a decision unilaterally. <laughs> And like you did with the votes. And I'm just I, I, I go, there's only 12 available. The there's yeah. 24 available, but... <laughs> yeah. You've, uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't hate it. You two have offered up some pretty extraordinary S.I. Morales nominees throughout the course of the year. <laughs> Matthew Cottrell is just about the pick of the bunch. <laughs> if we were going Five to, disposals to three-quarter time. If we he popped were going up and kicked a couple of goals late. Fine. That's great. No, they, well, they weren't late. They were early. He, he was threatening. He was putting us close enough There's, that if anybody else wanted to come on the journey with him at Tim all... nothing Tim likes more than a guy that looks like he might be dangerous. <laughs> That's it. Remember, hey, that, that would have yielded him votes. I actually nearly gave... I, I considered giving Cotter's vote. Yeah, I know Jesus Christ. Sean, everyone was pretty bad on the weekend, mate. That's why I, I unilaterally So he decided... gave votes to Silvani for not being on the ground. <laughs> I'm putting this to Twitter. I'm putting a poll up. No, no. You can have Silvani if you want him. I'm not, it's not even a choice. I'm taking Silvani. I'm <laughs> disregarding your votes. And, and, and deleting the others. What's his first name? Matthew. Matthew. Let's call him Cottrell. Uh, we'll give this... I'm going to only have... Only have uh, one hour. Actually, no. So, so did Matthew Cottrell play well? Is that is that? <laughs> no, the poll is the The poll, the poll gets put up, and and your option is Silvani or Cottrell. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just. This is it. Yeah. Settle I, an odd pod debate. Who is the SI Morales this week? Yeah. Jack Silvani or Matthew Cottrell? Yeah. Are we happy with that? Yes. Yeah, Silvani will win it though. <laughs> but, <laughs> Comfortably. Yeah, okay. I can live with it. I can live with it. You too. I can't live with any of you. Fucking hell. Matthew Cottrell. What happened to the parent-teacher interviews, Fab? We're moving. You've what? got mail. Oh, when we finish this. I thought you said you're having pizza. The kids were having pizza, not me. Um, we've got uh, the strain. Coaching or leadership problem. I'm seeing a lot of calls about our coaches being out coach, no plan B, third coach deep. I think we need to talk about our senior leaders. They enact and enforce more change on the field or lack thereof. I think it's a combination of the two, to be honest. Yep, yep, and yep. I think in modern football, the coach emboldens the leaders and needs to empower them and needs yep. to pull them up if they're not pulling their weight yep. in this regard. And is that happening? Well, Hard it, did, to say. it didn't happen enough. It didn't happen on the weekend. I, I got very frustrated at one point, and I wasn't saying that he was doing anything wrong, but in a game where not enough was happening, I got... I was sort of yelling at Doc to yep. give more. Yep. And I just thought there was an opportunity for him to really – because you thought, where is the change going to come from? And I just thought Doc might have been the guy to impact it more than he did. And, again, I don't think it's a criticism, but I there was an opportunity for him to do more, and I don't think he did. But every, um, everyone's allowed to have not great games a, too. We've got a special unauthorised 
uh, unofficial pod mailbox entry. Well, there's a mailbox entry that this person doesn't know how to use Twitter. So. It's come via Tony. Ca- it's come via carrier pigeon. It's come yes. So Tony has texted me and said he wants this put on pod. McGavin. And um, he, he <laughs> this is like this is like when uh, you know when Simon in. Die Hard with a Vengeance just rang through to the Port Authority. He was like, uh, yes. is this transmitting? And he just put a recorder next to the radio. He goes, just play this message, thanks. Okay. Can so you do that next time? Just get him to record his – why don't we ring him? He won't know how to do it. Okay. This is the, this verbatim. I'm just going to read it verbatim. This is from a very, very passionate supporter. No full stop. I'm disappointed on, I'm disappointed on missing final you – know, on missing playing final again unless a miracle happens. No full stop. What I don't understand, why we still playing our number 20. No full stop. Plow, yeah. He does one good thing and then he makes nine mistakes out of ten. Why our coach refuses to play Liam Stoke <laughs> and Paddy Dow, they have 30 possessions every week and still refuses to play them in the seniors. Where is the logic but plays logic. Where is the logic but plays Lockie Plowman? Why they never try to play Auntie Sam on the wing and play Patty and play Dow in the centre? Sam Dockett. I, I don't know. Auntie Sam is Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um That's it. Uh, there's no question marks anywhere, so I don't know if they're all just statements or they're questions. I think they're statements, yeah. That's from Tony. Early early uh, polls, polls are not closed yet. Obviously, we've got uh, twenty six minutes left on the polls, but early polls are in. Nineteen votes, seventy eight point nine percent. Jack, I'm surprised that Cottrell has twenty one percent of the vote. To be honest, well, he had sixty seven percent of the votes in the room here. So, Sean, answer the question: Why do we keep playing player? You're a big fan of no, Mr. no. Clare. I just think that sometimes he's the easiest scapegoat. I think it's a bit tedious and tiresome. You know, he wasn't. Uh, David Caruso out there on Saturday night. Yeah. Plenty of his mates made lots of errors. Um, I just think that he he's just – and every team – He's know, the whipping boy. Every team's got the whipping boy. Um, who's he's, da- he's our David Minch. David Minch, number 31. Yes. Um, and yeah. what about Liam Stoke? Liam Stoke should be playing – we mentioned it earlier – should absolutely be playing in the middle. Should be running through the midfield so we've got a point of difference. But we ins- persist in playing him completely out of position and – uh, it's just completely nonsensical. I'm surprised that in that text there was not a mention, and this would have been killing him, McGavin. of McGavin, who McGavin he called shit to his face. Shooter McGavin played okay. Um, yeah, and Dad basically got irritated at the GWS game every time McGovern did something that was half decent. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of our fans do that with a lot of our players. It's really weird. I've always thought McGovern... Takes about three games to come good, so I reckon now he's got two under. Yeah, his he gets belt. injured after two, so he's what? Well, there's that too. <laughs> but the, I reckon when's I, the I'm, third game? I'm seeing. I'm waiting for a bit of an uptick. I'm waiting for an injury. Um, yeah, because usually by the third game, Timbo, he goes, "Oh, my body's feeling I'm good great." To go. I'll try and I'm take try Mark and, of the Millennium. I'm going to try and run Zach Merritt down. Because <laughs> I am going to. What's uh, Usain Bolt's world record? <laughs> Five eight. Um, Ryan Perkins. Thoughts on where Setterfield is at? Was okay against GWS, but G's was ordinary. Yep, he was Saturday great. and plays with zero it was hardly, desperation. Hardly. Uh, I was going to say Luke Caruso. <laughs> David Caruso. David Caruso. Luke Caruso was someone who went to primary school. Um, no, Setters is in trouble. Is he out of contract? I believe so. Yeah, he'll be yeah. gone. Yep. Um, that's just how it goes. 
how come Plowman looks like Bruce Duell one week and then Marcus Davies the next? <laughs> That's from Daniel. He can't be trusted in a top Mar- eight team. Marcus Davies. Marcus Davies gave away one of the he, stiffest he double also free th- kicks. Also wore 31, I think. He yeah. did. Must be a 31 thing. In that West Simon Coast Fletcher, game. a little bit maligned as well. Mm. Good trier. Um, but yeah, Who's our current 31? Tommy Williamson, but he's uh, well, Yeah, at the moment, no one. It's vacant. <laughs> um, Tim W, actually kind of, this isn't so much a question, but from a fan engagement point of view, would Voss have been better advised to describe Jay Sauce's omission as managed, but with a view that he would play if someone got injured or his honesty the best policy, he seemed very sheepish on the issue afterwards. We sort of touched on that earlier, that mm. it was just, this is a learning for him, something that he mismanaged, the situation, yep. terribly. Yeah. Um, but it has to be a learning. You Jai, have to. Absolutely. Um, Jai Littleton, has there been a more highly anticipated trilogy than Sean V. Collingwood Twitter, <laughs> Nuffies, <laughs> at the conclusion of round 23? <laughs> we've, we've weighed in. We have actually, um, we had a big spat after the Collingwood-Carlton game. Uh, and then we've had back-to-back spats after games that did not involve the two teams inexplicably because <laughs> I had the temerity to question their uh, coach. Uh, and then this week I didn't actually say anything and they all just came for me. Apparently, though, they're rent-free in our heads. Yes, mm. exactly right. remember that. They don't really understand that N- no, uh, they don't really... <laughs> terminology. No. Um, well, they've never paid rent, so yeah. they wouldn't understand how it works. <laughs> You're living rent-free. What do you think about that? <laughs> commission houses. Uh, commission houses. They've been living rent-free their entire yeah. lives. Yeah. Uh, SD Benny, will we get an assessment of Pito's game from Fab? Shit. Was he the missing link in our midfield mix? Uh, he's the missing link, but not when he's playing like that. He's just He was just off the pace, out of touch. Everything. You're out of touch. All the notes. You're out of time. <laughs> We've got uh, Christian uh, Chapcoon looking back on Pete's our wins mate. this season. Yeah, what did you call him? Uh, some, uh, the, the, they knew each other somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking back on our wins this season, I think we can only classify three as genuine scalps, Richmond, Sydney and Frio. Agree or disagree? Um, also, do you take solace in the fact that we were at least the second best team on Saturday night? That's from a running chat I've had with this Collingwood imbecile named Stephanie uh, who was coming at me and I was fairly magnanimous and said we were comfortably second best. We were beaten on merit and that wasn't enough yeah. for her, which he went on with it for hours and hours and hours. It was utterly, utterly bizarre. So you were having an argument and essentially agreeing. He said we were terrible and deservedly lost. We were beaten on merit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what more you want me to say. Yeah. Um, she probably didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. No. Zach no. Merritt doesn't play for Adelaide. Very true. Uh, Neither yeah, look, does Roger. <laughs> Look, we've we've had some yeah, we've had some really good wins this year where we've played some really, really exceptional footy, which I suppose only serves to make Saturday all the more frustrating. I got really excited after the Frio game because I thought it really showed a maturity. I thought we'd turn the corner. I thought that we were a better side and uh, and I thought it was the day that we took a stride and ever since we've been pretty poor. Yep. No, it was the day we stepped on a turd, mm. unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Tom in the Den getting back to us now. He's obviously left us a wonderful review. He's also in the mailbox. Uh, where are our players' heads at right now? He uses Cripper running into an open goal, needing to kick the uh, captain's goal, but he checks his kick. It was inexplicable. We're second-guessing ourselves. This has to be coaching. We're not playing instinctive footy. It's a good point. Good point. It's a very good point. I, I just I couldn't understand what the decision was when he did that because, to me, you're kicking your captain's goal, you're taking it on, you bury it post-high. And if you miss, I don't care. But 
to do. You said give it to Doc. Well, that's what he Doc was running well. past. Yeah, he actually mentioned that because that was shades of the the goal that Doc did kick against GWS up there, and it's sort of like do one or the other, and either way, it was kind of going to be a captain's goal either way. But it was your opportunity to make a statement, and you didn't. And, and in fact, you did less than you did le- less than nothing by doing the little chip kick. Uh, ben Tripp, do you think Vossi's being figured out? Feel like he got completely out coached on Saturday? Yeah, I think we're just easy to play against at the moment. We're easy to plan for um, because we're playing very predictable, very stagnant, very slow footy. So that needs to change. I think Kingers is fantastic at strategy and it just scares me if this bloke doesn't have it, another string to his bow, we might have we missed on the bloke. Well, you spoke about it. And before anyone says anything, we're not saying sack Michael Voss. That's not what this conversation yes. is. No, this is just sliding doors. We're, just, we're referring to a conversation we had when he was appointed where there was a bit of con- concern about some imagination, a bit of concern about that. what happens after you get the immediate improvement. That's not going to be enough. Mm. We're living that at the he's moment. He's still got time to he show. Absolutely he still does. has time. And as I keep on saying, I've been very happy with what he's been able to do, but I'm just... Do you know who could fix that problem? I want more. In a consultant's role. Roy Keane. When you want to fix imagination and fantasy, who do you go to? You go to John Aloisi. No, sorry, Ned Zelich. (laughs) Johnny Johnny Aloisi has a job. He's 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 manager of uh, Western Western United. United. No, that's uh, imagination and fantasy. (laughs) A little bit of... My favourite part of that entire little clip show is when he says, Senorita Carbonero. (laughs) It's very good. Scored one of the greatest flute goals, goals of all time, Ned Zelich. The one in, in the... Uh, Against the Netherlands? When he crosses... When he, he's just crossing it. At, <laughs> he's going to cut it back. And he's beating the keeper at the, at the near post. <laughs> <That's extraordinary. laughs> um, a couple of people here weighing in on Silvani. Peter Carrick says, I think the rot started at selection. Silvani's heart and soul. I sent a message uh, that we think this is in the bag. We don't need the guy who continually busts a nut for his teammates. And we played accordingly. 100%. Apart from the him being the heart and soul, he's earned his spot. He's earned Absolutely. it. It's, it's, it's not, he's not getting in there because his name is Silvani. And two more. We've got Michael Bruce. Have you gone through that bottle of Ribena yet? I have. It was absolutely <laughs> great. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> uh, it lasted just under two weeks, I think. Would you mix it with lemonade or? No, just water. I have a chilled Brita pitcher yep. in the fridge. Uh, if I want to, if I want to have it be really nice and crispy, what you put the Ribena in the top part? And no, get no, no, the, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. He makes it up. Yeah, I have the Brita pitcher yeah. of water because sometimes I just want water. Yep. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I just add it in. Sometimes, if I want it to be real crisp, this is a top gear top tip. Um, put some glasses in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in summer. Well, a lot of people like their beer out of a frozen glass. Yeah, just put, you know you can put them in the in the freezer if you want. It's probably would have been nice to have cold Canadian clubs on Saturday night, but somebody ignored the text. Well, I didn't, I, you can't ignore it if you didn't see it. That's well, true. I, I, ignoring it is looking at it and doing nothing. I just didn't know that I'd received it. And then lastly, Creative Grit says it's time to ditch the Blues a back segment. Question mark. Even if we win a few more games, we are not back. Dot dot dot. Yet, mate, that segment will not be going away. <laughs> we love that segment. In fact, I've actually got an announcement to make on pod. Even if we are shit and we miss the Aiden, whoever, whatever. Going next year, we're just going to roll with Guardians of the Galaxy style. The Blues are back, Volume Two. <laughs> It'll just be more nineties hits. Very good soundtrack, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit sort of off the wall, a bit different. Time now for Johnny Raincloud. The look on Fabian's face tells me he does not <laughs> have a Johnny Raincloud. 
Uh, I have a Johnny Raincloud. You're always good for a Johnny Raincloud. Man United's fixture, gentlemen. Don't know if you've seen it, Fab. In our first 14 EPL games, mm-hmm. we play on a Saturday twice. I hate that. That is shit. One of them's, I think, um, a Friday night. So it's like a five o'clock Saturday morning. Fucking I fucking hate that as well. Yeah, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. It's, not, it's you, you're going to hate me saying this. It's not great for fantasy. It's better than Sunday. And every other game, because all the Sunday games are naturally late, the beauty of the early season EPL return is that the time... The 9.30 kickoff. Is the 9.30 kickoffs. And even even the 2 o'clock games are at 11. Yep. It's fantastic. But we play two games. In are we the Sunday lunchtime game or the Sunday 3 o'clock game? Mixes and matches. And we've got some games, we've got like Thursday nights and... Uh, shocking, shocking, shocking fixture. What we deserve for being a shit team, Sean. No, yeah, still, good teams get a good fixture. No, but That's still, it's a, it it's a shocking fixture for people like us who actually want to watch the games. Yeah. When you're playing, you know, Monday mornings just on the regular, it's terrible. I saw the fixtures and I just went, "That's." I want to see the nine thirty game. I want them to be absolute blockbusters. Yeah, but the TV over there don't want them to be blockbusters. No, because you want to go to the gun. No, not even that. It's because it's the early kickoff. It's it's like a twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah. So okay. for them, if you're Sky Sports, so to be honest with you, it's a completely different kettle of fish over there because of the way the broadcasters and the rights are. Yep. Like, I just hope that our, and I think it will. I hope that our football broadcast does not go the way of what the the football is over there. It's a disaster. In what sense? It's split over too many broadcasters. You have to have. Too many subscriptions to watch the game. There's too many paywalls. Yeah. So you're going to be missing. You won't be able to watch, at least with the Fox footy method. You'll have to wait for this, Sean. If you want to. Match of the day. Mate, how the fuck. How the fuck the AFL don't have on Sunday night the winners? Yeah. And, And like, I love watching. The bounce and all the that sort of stuff. Bounce is unwatchable garbage. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's it, there's not a lot of thinking happening while you're watching first a show crack. like that. The yeah. First crack's okay. Yeah, but you're right. The, there needs to be a the bounce is better than oh best on ground. Best on ground. That is that Russell. Is, uh, Ru- what's his oh, name? Russell, Russell Robertson. Best on ground. Like, shut the He's fuck up. He's not even playing the guitar. I don't think it's plugged in. <laughs> um, I think with the winners too. The beauty of that show. Steve Buscemi. Doing in, a bit uh, of Benny Boo. In, wedding, uh, singer. wedding singer. Best guitar player in the world. This <laughs> <laughs> never had a lesson. Thank you, pup. <laughs> um, I think the beauty of the winners too is, I've probably said this on pod before, is you just get to give it to Fox Sports in America or Sky in the UK as a weekly wrap-up show. Exactly right. And I would tell them the only, pro- the only proviso I'm giving you for airing this, we'll give it to you for free, is you have to air it at a reasonable time. That people will watch it. Like, even if it's 10 o'clock on a Monday night. Yeah. This is what irritates me. It's crazy, crazy late. I've got Foxtel, right? So, I've got all games on demand and that. that's fine. When I didn't have Foxtel, the, you couldn't get footage anywhere. Mm. You know, every game is free on the AFL website. You can watch every replay of every game. Yeah, it's a replay. Yeah. You can't watch live. Where was that? When I was poor. Why don't they just have the... Watch AFL proper pass. It's just ridiculous. And why can't you Chromecast from the from the app or something? No. It's just dumb. Yeah. That's a segue, Johnny Raincloud. Fix your broadcast right. So I want to watch the Blues VFL team without having to connect my computer via a HDMI cable to the TV. Yeah. Just let me Chromecast it. Get it done, AFL. It's just simple. My Johnny Raincloud. Fucking Birmingham. 
Yep. Yeah, the Com Games. Yep. Swimming finals start at four a.m. It's because uh, heats are in the morning, Tim. No, no, I know why. I'm just lamenting oh, the just fact that the mean, time zone that they're in relative to us. I just wish because I'm not watching, not watching the races live. I mean, you could. You could. You can no, wake no, you up. You can. I don't want to wake up at four a.m. because I don't sleep enough anyway. So I just go to bed earlier. Because my house is absolutely chaos at seven don't o'clock. You, you, so don't you send the kids to bed at like seven o'clock? Seven o'clock. That's five plus four. That's nine hours of sleep. You're in your fucking forties, Tim. You no, need no, six well, solid hours, mate. Well, no, I need about seven. I reckon go to bed at nine fifteen, and you'd be all right. Yeah, but see, Torren goes to bed at about nine fifteen, and you know, so when he goes to bed, you need, go a, to bed. Bit, okay. you need a bit of downtime, Timbo. Without Timbo. Timber. Yeah. Your downtime will be at 4.30 when everyone's asleep. What happens when the um, – I don't think Elise is awake at 4.30. What happens when <laughs> – Little Tim's awake. Yeah, little Tim's very awake. <laughs> um, what happens, Timbo, when the swimming ends? What time's that? What time's the swing finals wrap up? Clock like 6.30 in the morning. Perfect. You get an extra 45 minutes kip at 6.30 as your power nap. Yeah, that's when Elise is expecting me to be making her breakfast. <laughs> Elise, with all due respect, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not an approach that I'll be yeah. employing just for what, what do you usually whip up, Gordon Ramsay? Uh, this morning we had bagels for breakfast. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one, uh, one side raspberry jam, the other side smooth peanut butter. You know what's really, really good, really underrated? You don't have... Nutella? No, we don't have it nearly <laughs> Fairy enough bread. of. Fairy bread's amazing. <laughs> that we don't have nearly enough of in this country. Marmite. You're getting further away. Yeah, okay, what? French toast. You see, Elise doesn't mind French Isn't toast, di- but, but Elise doesn't makes cracking pancakes. Dipped so. in egg and then sprinkled yeah. with cinnamon. Yeah, it's like a... It's a, it's a cinnamon like sugar. Pancakey slash... Like, it's, it's very, Bready very nice. Pretty yeah. yeah. You know what's elite? It reminds me of Tony Soprano when Carmella was in France. He asked her first thing when she called him. He goes, how's the toast? <laughs> He's such a in France. well-traveled yeah. man. Um, you know it's, Waffles. You know it's absolutely magnificent? Yeah, tell me. Tim needs to just stop guessing. <laughs> 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 so I don't even know what company it is, but they've released this new thing called Scone Loaf. Wow, what? what? And it's, it's like a thicker, um, thicker cut sort of... Still bread. Sweet, sweeter bread. And it's absolutely unfucking believable And who, who's making this? It's just available at the shops, at the supermarket. Okay. Um, and it's absolutely phenomenal for French toast because it's thicker, yeah. but it's also fluffy so that when you kind of you know, pan and sear it and whatnot, that's off. Feel free to come have, over and cook us some French have toast. You had, have you had a brown-up It'll from... be like that, uh, what was the movie, Waiting? What was that film or Road Trip? I'll cook you French toast, all right. <laughs> Sean, have you had a bronut from down the rabbit hole in Templestowe? Yeah, it was one of the worst What's a bronut? It was so unbelievably sweet. Yeah, Mary, okay. Mary downstairs sells cronuts, which yeah. I don't even know what they are. Well, they're croissant donuts. And what's a bronut? It's a brioche donut. Yeah, like it's, it's which nice. Is, and brioche is a sweet bread, so obviously. Brioche is an underrated bread. Yeah. And no. I would suggest. It's just bread with bucket loads of butter. No, but like. If you're making, sugar. if you're making homemade burgers or you're having homemade yeah, hot brioche dogs, brioche is beautiful. Brioche. Yeah, you know what mm. we do with brioche buns when Kelly does the pulled pork with slaw, brioche bun, good barbecue sauce. Very nice. Mm, sure and it is. Just plenty of barbecue sauce in the pulled pork, <laughs> for what it's worth. Double down. So, have you got a Johnny Rain Cloud, Fabian? I've contributed enough, haven't I? No. Give us one. 
don't know. I just get too annoyed with too many things. That like everything is a Johnny Raincloud for me. All right, here's your challenge. Okay, Dickface. I'll write it down next week. Write it down. Put a note in your phone. Yeah. So, so what's Johnny Raincloud? Something that uh, that annoys Something you. Something that grinds your gears. Yeah, Ferrari what? grind my gears at the moment, and their incompetence. Do you want me to repeat what I said off pod? You reckon it's got to do with the ethnicity? You've been no good. You were no good before the kraut, the palm, and the frog rocked up, and you've been no fucking good since they left. And then the whole um, Spygate thing just made them more patriotic and paranoid, and you've been shit house ever since. Yeah, but it was just me and Timbo could have got us over the line last night. It was a laughable, it was laughable, just laughable. Shit They already had the empirical evidence to suggest that the hard tyre was a garbage race tyre. Concrete. And it was described as? Fred Flintstone's tyres had more <laughs> fucking heat and traction in them than that hard tyre yesterday. <laughs> Absolute garbage decision. And Max Verstappen, I, I reckon... He fell ass into another one. I, I reckon I would have almost been driving around if I was him when I saw that... Because remember, he, he passed Charles yep. and then spun and then passed him again. Yep. I would have just been going... <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, I would have slowed down and let him go, just done this, waved him through just to give me something to do. I would have just been laughing my ass off as I drove around going, what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> and then good, go, good. good. More for me more and you. More for me and you. <laughs> I would have gone on the radio to Christian Horner. Yeah, he goes, more for me and you, yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, look at me. I'm hang gliding. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> One of the great cameos of all time. Right up there with probably Alec Baldwin, Glengarry, Glen Ross, which neither of you have seen. Yes, I have. That's the brass balls. Big brass balls. <laughs> you know what it takes to sell real estate? He goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, put the coffee down. He says, you think you call yourself a real estate agent, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Wasn't he having it. a go with Jack Lemon? Yeah, Sonny yeah. Levine. Yeah. No, he said, it was you, Levine, <laughs> you son of a bitch. We need the leads, the Glengarry leads. That's where, and my kids, they stumbled across it on TikTok because I save videos for them in the little folder for them, and they, you know, you can't sell shit. You no. are shit. And I Hit accidentally the left the video of where did you learn your trade? <laughs> <laughs> my boys heard that and have lost it, and like I have since not allowed them to what you know to. Watch it. It's probably not an idea for them. How, your boys and are far boys. too young for Glengarry. Glen <laughs> they'll play the switch one weekend and Harvey just yelled out, hey, Alexander, where did you learn your trade? <laughs> Before he said anything else. I said, Harvey. He goes, oh, no, I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> you do know what the fo- – Now, what's the follow-up line? You stupid effing C. All right, okay. Yeah, probably don't <laughs> – don't take that to your kids. Hopefully he says it to his teacher. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, right. miss, where did you learn <laughs> your trade? <laughs> you stupid. Ah, oh, brilliant. So that does us <coughs> for a week. Fucking Sorry, I didn't move the mic at all. Sorry, I'm, I apologise. All right, that wraps us up. Um, Can Kyle Chalmers swim quicker than 47? We have no tonight. idea who that is, Timbo. Yeah, he's the guy with the moustache and he's not happy with the Australian media for commenting on Cody yes. Simpson and Emma McCann. And Who are more than allowed to have a relationship after he had a relationship with the same girl. Who cares? Who did he have a relationship with? He was with he was with Emma McKeon once upon a time. Now they're not. Is anyone in this team not named McKeon, McEwen? Jesus. McNeil. So he had a relationship with Emma McKeon. Is yeah. she the deaf one? 
No. <laughs> um, isn't one of them deaf? You're not thinking of Marley Matlin. Not that I'm aware of. No, one of them's deaf. I think you find it's one, either Emma McKeon or the other, other girl. One of the ones who won... Like Ariana Titmus or something like that. No. Not to be disrespectful, if anyone in this room was to know that one of the swim team was deaf, it would probably be Tim. I'll find this. and There'll be listeners going, yeah, no, nah, she's deaf. I'm going to search it for us. Just pad for us for two seconds, Fab, while I search for yeah, this. Yeah, so she had a, a relationship with old mate Cole Chalmers. Is that yeah. his name? Cole yeah. Chalmers? And he's had Cole a, Remus. <laughs> and he's had a relationship with one of the other girls who was in the 4x200 freestyle relay as well. Mm-hmm. And are now no longer together either. But they yeah. don't they don't badger him about Alex Kirshner? No, it's yeah. a female swimmer. She's got some sort of disability. I thought she was de- like partially deaf. Mm. Maybe you're partially deaf. You misheard <laughs> the report. <laughs> yeah, no. no what did you Google? Australian swimmer deaf. <laughs> Just type in Emma McKeon. Deaf. There was there was a girl by the name of Dimity Douglas. Once upon a time, and she was deaf, and she—I think she's wearing the two hundred. No, it's not Emma McKeon. It's the other. It's the. This is another brunette. Kaylee McEwen. Yep. And you reckon she's deaf? How do you fucking spell these names? But anyway, Dimity Douglas used to swim, but I think she was deaf, and she would miss the gun. No, she would. Um, they ah, would... fuck! <coughs> They've left. No, I think they said. She could see the um, the vibration in the water. She's dead when, when the gun was uh, when the gun would fire, and that's what she would go on. Okay, it's pretty good. Don't the pads and the the blocks do have something like that in them as well? Like a speaker, or probably like not going to help you if you. If, excuse oh, me. You can hear. You can feel <laughs> sound though, Tim. If she's standing on the blocks and they go beep, you'd be able to feel it. Perhaps. We're just waiting on tenterhooks here for Fab. Yeah, um, strong family genes. I thought she was. I think you're full of shit. I reckon she's deaf somewhere. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Yep, I'll find it. It's all right. I might have to tweet it. There was something something wrong with her. Wrong is probably not the right word. No, there was something, you know, she's had to overcome. Yeah. Well, her father passed away. Might have been that. No, not that, Tim. That's all right. We'll end up. I'll find it. So we've had we've had. There's two minutes left in the poll. Um, who is the SI Morales? Eighty point six percent of responders have said Jack Silvani. Well, then it's Jack Silvani. Uh, a couple of people have suggested Motlop. Yeah, I didn't. I thought Motlop played um, okay. Which he was okay. He had a little purple patch in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's SI Morales worthy, but uh, whatever. Uh, that's us done for the week. Fantastic. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for dealing with us. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. If you're all winners in my book. You've done a wonderful job. Uh, You're all winners. For Timbo Slice, Dr. Tim Davis. It's always a pleasure, Sean. And I'm looking forward to us keeping our win-loss, win-loss, win-loss pattern running. We need to. And for Fabaganoush. Arrivederci ragazzi. We'll see you next week, hopefully after a win. Goodbye.
everything I need. If I could it, I'm so.